Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies, or not ladies, sorry. Well, yes, hey, ladies. Um, cat people, dog lovers, and others. Uh, today is Tuesday, October 29th. It is currently 1.36 p.m., and we are sitting here in Bob's office. Sitting next to me is... I'm Wait, so hold on, no. <laughs> Wait, they said... How I want to introduce him today is Big Boy Bomber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. We'll talk about that later. Um, I'm Jacob Bomber. The next voice you hear belongs to the high school pastor at Bethany Church right here in Long Beach. I am frequently jealous of his fashion choices and the passion he has for life and for people. I am so excited that he was able to join us on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacob Nielsen. So my name is Jacob Allen Nielsen, and just so we get this out of the air and in the clear, there's also another Jacob here and a Jake. So Triple (laughs) J, we're blessing your ears today with the Triple J team. Making it happen. You sound like you've had radio experience before. That was very poetic and flowy. I try. Should should get Jacob to DJ something. Mm. (laughs) So how was your weekend? I was like, what is he going to do with the cat-dog thing? And then that happened. (laughs) I had a better line, and it didn't come out. I actually forgot completely what it was. Hey, you know what? Whatever ends up happening, that is that always ends up being perfect anyway. Yeah, so, so hopefully you guys got a chuckle from that moment. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just step right into my weekend. So when I, I used to attend Long Beach Grace Brethren, and there is a group of people there, a couple leaders, who lead something called the Psalms Retreat. And so they take a group of between like 15 to 20 people and go out to – some facility somewhere, wherever. I think it's been in Palm Springs in the past. Uh, this year, it was in Malibu at the Sarah Retreat, which is a really cool, old school, like looking out on the water, oh. really cool, like garden, walk around, grounds thing. Um, it was an awesome place. And so I've been invited on this Psalms Retreat multiple times in the past, hasn't been able to work out. This year, I got asked in March. For the, I was like, okay, well, I got wow. seven months. I think I can, <laughs> think I can prepare for that. They really want that. you there. Yeah. So I was able to make it happen. And so it, I've had multiple people ask, like, how was, how was the retreat? And every time I'm like, it was great for, like, everyone else. Like, I had, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which, but, like, sounds bad on my end. I had a great time. Okay. It. But the overall weekend was, like, so impactful, like, tangibly for multiple people there. And I'm somebody who, like, in that situation, because it's, it's a lot of sharing and reading together and voicing this and that and stuff. And so in a situation where it's, I'm surrounded with people that I don't really know, but that I know are, like, theologically, like, mm. mature and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to just sit back and be like, I just want to listen to all you talk. Because yeah. this is awesome. Because generally in settings like that, I'm the youngest person in the room. And I think I was the youngest person there. There might have been one, maybe two more people that were younger than me. But, like, I like that feeling mm-hmm. of, like, okay, everyone here is older. They've been through stuff. So I'm just going to, like, take as much of it in as possible. <clears throat> and so the basis of the retreat is to go through a bunch of the psalms and, like, get a sense of what do psalms look like, how, mm. like, what emotion can they convey, what can we pull from them, what's the story behind why they're written, that kind of stuff. So one that we got into was the one, was Psalms 51 that David writes after his whole Bathsheba situation. Yeah. And multiple people talked about how, like, they've 
you know, people have heard that psalm a lot, um, but they hadn't processed it mm. like they did on this retreat because of how the story was broken down and like getting us in this place of like trying to be where David is when he writes this psalm. Right. So that was really, really cool. So like we're so it was broken up. There were three different sessions: um, psalms of praise and thanksgiving, psalms of lament, and psalms of hope and trust. Mm-hmm. And so we would like we would read examples and we talk about what it means and what some of the vocabulary, what some of the language, what emotion are you feeling, where are you pulling from, and then doing the practice of writing our own psalm in that style. So praise and thanksgiving, I can. I can engage in that pretty well. It's pretty easy for me to be like, God, you are so great. Like that, yeah. I can do that fairly. I can, I can enter that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we would have to, we'd have like a half hour to write our own Psalm. And then there was a time, there was a worship time afterwards that was also intermingled with people sharing what they wrote. Okay. Should they feel so inclined? Most of the time in those situations, I don't feel so inclined. So especially the first one, I, I wrote it, but I, I just didn't, I didn't feel like sharing it in that time and hearing other people's because I'm not poetic. Yeah. I'm not super. I have my one friend, Micah, who does spoken word poetry. Okay. So that I get into. I'm all about that. I'm all about when Micah does spoken. Like I can't even hear other people do spoken word because <laughs> okay. I don't think it's as good as Micah's. So I just focus on Micah's. But poetry in general, it's hard for me to enter into that. I enter other types of writing and creativity more easily. So reading poetry is difficult, let mm. alone writing my own poetry. Um, that's that's a little bit trickier for me. So I wasn't super confident in what I wrote, a which in that space shouldn't have been a problem. Like that's right. We're just we know right. No, we all understand that we are not professional writers. Totally we're not here to like mm. impress each other. We're, we're here to just be genuine with you know where we're at. Yeah. So the first one I was like, okay, I don't really feel. I'm not sharing, but. I didn't. I wasn't convicted about it, but I didn't. I was like, okay, I just happened to be one of the people who didn't share. Like, but so the second round was lament. Mm. It's really hard for me to enter lament mm. because I don't feel those emotions towards God. Mm. My mm. faith has never been one of God. Why have you forsaken me? God, why are you allowing these bad things to happen? God, you need to come in here and fix it right now. This, you know, lamenting is about getting those angry, sad, depressed, frustrated right. emotions out. And God is willing to take that. God, it's, totally. it's a healthy mm-hmm. thing to do that. But I, it's not that I don't want to, or it's not, I just, I'm not in that space. When things are going wrong, I, it's us. <laughs> it's our right. fault. And yes, God has the power to step in, mm-hmm. but I'm always in the mindset of, okay, we're, we want God to step in. How much do we want God to step in? Do we, yeah. we want God to step in every time something goes bad? Um, like, that's not how it works. So it's really hard for me to enter the lamenting space emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I still did the exercise. I still wrote one out. But even as I was writing it, I was thinking, this just doesn't feel genuine. And if I read this, it's going to feel like a disingenuous performance. Yeah. And that is definitely not what this space is about. So... So, again, I don't read my psalm, and now I'm, like, I'm conscious of it, and Love I'm that. sure other people <laughs> have noticed. So, so then my roommate that night, we are you know, about ready to go to sleep, and we were talking, and then he was like, so, uh, when do we get to hear one of your psalms? Mm. Like, oh, 
here's the thing. And so I explained all that to him. He's uh, like, he understood. He got it. But it was st- he was still in the space of like, oh, we still like we want to we want to know about you. We want to hear you. We want to hear your voice. Like, right. encourage you to like. It's like okay. So the next one was hope and trust. Well, I can enter into that emotionally that. really easily too for me. Yeah. It's very easy to go. God, you're gonna. There is greatness ahead. Mm-hmm. There is perfection mm-hmm. ahead. I can enter into that space and be willing to have that come. And so I did share that one, and I was going to share that now. I was going to read it. Let it I love it. Yeah, let's let it rip. Um, so it goes like this. When my time has come and death befalls me, you will be waiting for me. When I desire a street with a few less potholes, you will provide one perfectly paved with gold. When I want relief from a cough or a headache or a fever... Each breath of your air will overwhelm my senses in euphoria. When I am grieving for those who have been lost or taken, you will host a glorious reunion. It will be the greatest party ever with a guest list that simply says, everyone. When I am disappointed in my dad for never summoning the desire or courage to meet me, let alone be there for me, Mm -hmm. you will bring him there and he will see me and he'll love me and he'll be proud of me, along with all the other dads you have already given me. And when the world in all its infinite brokenness and hatred and guilt and shame and greed and apathy, when it finally meets its end, you will be there. In your infinite glory and majesty and righteousness and love, you will be there. I will sing glory, glory, hallelujah, and it will be well with my soul. So I read that. Yeah. (laughs) And the dad thing, like for the people who have known me and in my life like they understand that there have been parts of my life where I've kind of struggled with that but that's in the past and I've gotten past that I've reflected on a lot had a lot of conversations so I'm good now mm-hmm. writing that writing that wasn't difficult right it was easy to at least include the deadline but I had I had one person in particular who's known me for a while come up to me and talk about just being he was brokenhearted for me mm-hmm. in hearing me say those words um, so I you know I felt like it was nice to feel that connection with my friend who's entering that space with me but like I wasn't really in the space but it was cool like you know in that moment it it allowed people in the room to enter into something that they wouldn't have known about me otherwise cool but then I had a couple other people come up and you know talk about how like they thought it was beautiful and thank you for sharing and stuff and the cynic in me is like you're just encouraging the fact that I read one right it's like you know that's a strategy that as a teacher as a youth pastor if somebody shares who doesn't normally share I'm going to encourage that because I want that to happen more. So totally. I get that and I appreciated it. But you know, there's just a little part of me that's like, okay, I, I don't even know if I can believe you. Like, I'm inclined to believe you. These are all awesome, genuine people. So yeah. I'm taking you at your word that it was beautiful. But I, you know, there might be a little bit back there that's just like encouraging me in the future. So anyway, so that was like the whole weekend was, it was good. Good. Um, but there's a big part of me that, where if I'm ever at something like that, I'm always thinking about what <coughs> I'm not at. Mm. And so that was something going into the weekend that I like, we were talking about our hopes for the weekend. And so one of my hopes was help me to not be in that space. Like gotcha. hoping to not, which didn't work out because I coached the ultimate Frisbee team at Cal State Long Beach. They had their first tournament of the year in Irvine this weekend. So all these rookies that we've been putting all this time and effort into, Jeez. their first tournament ever. I'm not there to watch it. In San Diego, the club national championships for Ultimate Frisbee. So literally, 
the best ultimate frisbee that is played in the world was happening in San Diego this weekend, and I couldn't be there to watch it. So in the back of my mind, right, like that's that's always lingering. I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on these things. I'm having this great weekend, right. but I can't. I still don't possess the skill of removing myself completely and allowing myself to be totally present and that little bit. So it was a fantastic weekend. I was surrounded by amazing people. Really cool, awesome stuff happened, and yeah. I don't regret going. But there's that little bit of like, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got the FOMO. Yeah, the yeah. fear of missing out, for sure. It happens. So, so that was my weekend. <laughs> That's cool. And even to speak into that part of lament is really difficult because I feel like it's so situational a lot of the times. Like, I feel like I just can't enter into that mind space, like, right now. You know, so I think there are certain situations that happen in life where it would be easier to enter that headspace mm-hmm. than just like, oh, start lamenting towards God in this moment. Yeah, that that it's does hard. seem hard, difficult, very difficult for sure. So. so that was my weekend. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was packed, it felt like. we. Ha- I had a friend's birthday party on Friday night. We went to Thai District. Have you guys ever been there? I have not. Thai District? No, downtown Long Beach. So super good. I don't know. Obviously not a sponsor, but want to plug Thai District. So good. Go out there in Long yeah, Beach. Tell them you heard about it on From Bob's Office. Yeah, you get 10% <laughs> off promo code um, um, From Bob's Office. You get 10% off. No, just kidding. But go there. Get the spicy garlic and basil salmon. Ooh, it'll change ooh. your it'll change your life. Crispy. It Yeah, it's just so good. So did that. Um, then Saturday had a friend's birthday party again, but a group of friends, costume party, I don't know. Halloween is so difficult for me because I'm like, I'm an adult. I don't want to dress up, (laughs) but it's a costume party, and I don't want to be that guy. So (laughs) then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm sitting in my car trying to figure out what my move is going to be. How am I going to dress up? And I I don't want to spend $80 on a costume. Yeah. So it's a dilemma. So I look up on my phone, Google, and I just Google cute DIY children's outfits because I'm like (laughs) – what better than a six-one adult male that has a beard at this point to look at cute children's <laughs> outfits? So then I look, and there's obviously, I don't know, just just a gamut of different costumes. And so I landed on this Statue of Liberty costume. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, that's oh that is seemingly easy to do. So then I went to Walmart. I bought some sheets that were you know tealish color or whatever the the Statue of Liberty color is. And then I bought a styrofoam. It's a this like plant styrofoam stuff that basically you shove plants into. Mm-hmm. So I shoved a, a barbecue lighter into it as the torch. <laughs> so that worked out really well. And then oh there's this um, mattress foam that you can buy. Walmart has everything. Once again, not a sponsor. Plugging Walmart though. They have um, this styrofoam that's the same color as the sheet, which worked out perfectly. And basically I cut that into like this crown. I don't have a picture to show you guys, but my mom has a picture. My mom has a picture. I'll I'll have her. Yeah, I'll have her send it to you guys. But it it was it was good. So then dressed up, went there, had a good time. Then came home. Then Sunday night we had our church like fall festival carnival Mm -hmm. thing. A lot of work, a lot of volunteering. Set up. We basically set up this carnival for three hours and then tear it down that same night. Um, a lot of work, but it was super fun. I run like the trunk or treat, so I had to get everybody in, making sure they're all lined up, ready to pass out candy to kids. We had a candy dilemma 
where I had to run out in the middle of it. I went to grocery outlet and bought a, mm. a grocery cart full of candy. Oh, geez. So $387 worth of candy. Oh, I think, man. I think the weight, I think it was 160 pounds of candy. Wild, wild. That's more than Jake. Yeah, yes. that's that's more of me of candy. <laughs> there, see, there you go. I just bought um, a Jake-sized <laughs> load of candy oh, and brought man. it. But other than that, it was super fun. Went went without a hitch, off without a hitch, and it was just a good time. And that was pretty much my weekend. A lot of different events. Busy, but fun, yeah. good, enjoyed friend time. Yeah, so it was a good weekend. So good. Nice. It's a good time. All right, well, Jake's weekend ended on a high note. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to switch up into... See, um, that was a professional segue. I love that. Very smooth. Uh, I just can never think of the word. A better segue if you were ready when I... I could, no, what threw me off was the word segue, because that always throws me off, because I always think of the scooters. I'm like, well... What do you mean professional? Like, there's no professional segue writers. There, there are definitely you don't, yeah. segue writers. Do you know that for a fact? I... Man, I'll look on YouTube mm-hmm. later, but I doubt it. Okay. I doubt they're not doing tricks or anything cool. Oh. But so what Bomber was trying to speak about was the Packers winning over the Chiefs, which is a huge game. Well, I mean, it's still big because we're seven and one, but it wasn't with it was without Patrick Holmes. Right. Which I mean, I kind of knew we were gonna go in and win because like they didn't have their <laughs> MVP quarterback, but mm-hmm. I was like, they're still a good team. They're still like they have a lot of very good weapons, but luckily Being we were their MVP quarterback hasn't slowed the Saints down. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Just well, technically, technically <laughs> Drew Brees has not won a regular season MVP, which is something I definitely want to talk about. Is that? Oh man, hold on, I'll, I'll do that in a second. We need to go to them. Okay. Um, but so Aaron Rodgers played phenomenal. He's up for FedEx Air Player of the Week again. Um, I, I keep track I don't know of those. Anyone else who keeps track? Of oh, I keep track of those. <laughs> I keep track of those and Pepsi Rookie of the Week because my boy Gardner Minshew is up for his like sixth one, which I'm really excited about. My jersey's coming in pretty soon. Um, his sixth rookie one. Yeah, rookie. That's what I said. Pepsi Rookie of the Week. Oh, I didn't hear for that. offense and then defense. They also have Jacksonville also has another player for that. But also back. Stop backtracking me. Mm, um, sorry. The Green Bay game. We yes. uh, we came out looking good. We let them have a few touchdowns because we we're like, you know, let's make this interesting. Let's have a good mm. game. So we let them have a few because Tyreek Hill and their other. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill didn't have a touchdown, but he's still insane. And their other. Wide receivers, they are very good at being fast, and we were not very good at covering very fast people. So we struggled with that a little bit, but we came out the stronger team, which is very nice. And we are – there's two teams in the NFL right now that have a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense for efficiency, and it's the Packers and the Patriots. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind that for a rule. TB versus AR. That did go in your favor the last time it happened. That's right. All the way back then. Yep. I can't remember the year. But it was Brett Favre. Yep, Brett Favre versus Drew Bledsoe. Oh, yep. wow. Desmond Howard, kick return, touchdown. That is right. So, Jake, let me ask you, why do you like Garner Minshew so much? Oh, I'm a Jacksonville fan. Oh, um, so Jacksonville and the Packers. Jacksonville is like my second team because of a okay. linebacker named Miles Jack. Okay. Who played for UCLA, and I'm a big UCLA fan for football. Uh, because I had a friend who played for them, and I I know another guy who's playing for them currently, um, but 
when you go to La Salle, you know a lot of football players. Yeah, so like right. Well, like well the one that college. plays right. for them currently wasn't from La Salle. He was from my elementary school, which is cool. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. um, I played flag football with him back in the day, and he's their backup quarterback. He played running back for us, so I, I didn't expect him to make the jump to running back, but apparently – or quarterback. Apparently he's uh, good enough to be at UCLA, so that's pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, I like Jacksonville because of Miles Jack, who's the linebacker – or, like, their star linebacker now. And then I've just really enjoyed their last few quarterbacks because they've had Blake Bortles, who is an internet meme, and then Gardner Minshew, who has taken over the internet with his personality and right. fashion sense, which – if you if you see me on um, Thursday, I I should be dressed up as him if my jersey comes in time. Okay. Yep, I have shorts. That's why I have a beard right now. I'll I'll shave it all off mm. to have a mustache and a goatee like he has. Love that. Yep. That's a look. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. Um, the jersey hasn't come yet. It's supposed to be here by Wednesday. Oh, I will gosh, check it with my mom. Yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do if it doesn't show up? Uh, I will wear the same costume I wore this weekend, which was um. <laughs> which was uh, Tom – what's the Voldemort's real name? Tom, Tom Riddle. Riddle before he turned evil. Oh. What is so I, I, wore, uh, I wore, like, slacks and, like, a nice black button-up with a black cloak, and I was like, uh, that's what I'm going for, I guess. I'll, have a wand? I'll take it. No, but I could have a wand. Just go grab a stick. Yeah. Oh. No one asked. Nope. Okay. Where people like, oh, Tom Riddle. Yeah, literally, that was – literally someone looked at me, and they're like – you're a wizard, aren't you? And I'm like, yes. I, I didn't go dress as a wizard. I was like, I'll just be whatever looks like this. So like, they're like, oh. wizard. I'm like, yes. And he's like, wait. So you just put the clothes on just as a thing, and then you yeah. got there, and someone. So you were I wizard, was gonna be a vampire. Tom Riddle. Yes. So I was oh, gonna be what? a vampire. <laughs> okay. I was gonna be a vampire, but the fake blood we had didn't dry correctly, and it just looked weird on my face. So I'm like, I can't do that. Praise. So I put in a black shirt instead of a white shirt. Okay. It wasn't real blood. So I put <laughs> so I put a black shirt on instead of a white shirt, and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to look evil. Yeah. So then I went in there, and they're like, oh, you look like a wizard. I'm like, that's what I'm going – like, the first person said that. I'm like, all right, that's how I'm going to be for the rest of the night. I'm be like, all right, I'm a wizard. Oh, and so then someone was like that. I'm like, that is exactly what I am, actually. Thank you. Interesting. You almost sounded like you were going for a Matrix theme without Someone the, without said sunglasses. that, actually. Okay, black but cloak and bl- – yeah. They said that – like, the host of the party, she was like – you kind of look like you're from the Matrix. I'm like, I didn't go for that, but sure, thanks. Okay, that works. So, how do you feel about Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams then? Um, you know, I have lots of respect for Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Um, I'm gonna miss him, but AJ Boye is also extremely good. But I wish Jalen Ramsey the best to where he is. I'm not a huge Rams fan myself. Okay. But you know, it's it'd be nice to see him play for a good team though, and. Hopefully help them win games like he helped Jacksonville win games. Do you think what helped him with his decision to go to the Rams? Well, it wasn't necessarily his decision, but it's a little ironic that his last name is Ramsey and he went to the Rams. (laughs) Do you see that or no? I haven't thought of that until this exact moment. How have you not done that? Their Twitter literally, when he traded over, they capitalized the word Ram and then the rest of his name is normal. People's names are people's names. You know how long it took me to realize that Pujols was... Rough a little bit. Poo holes. Oh, right. I, wow, thanks yeah, for ruining see? Oh. So, <laughs> Old Albert for me. Yeah, welcome to my life for the last three years. Fun fact, we, uh, we saw Albert Pulo speak at an FCA event. We did. I Wait, I also saw him. Was it last year? Yeah. 
It was at that same thing. Wow. Wow. What that's what if we ran into each other then? What could have been? You know? Yep. That's crazy. It was pretty fun. Do you guys know who Flowrida is? <laughs> yes. I went to a Flowrida concert this year. Flowrida, TLC, and Nelly. Praise number one. Praise God that you went to that because <laughs> I'm sure. Nominal. Yes. D- uh, okay, there's a lot of questions I have for that. Number one, but number two, Florida, Florida. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, making sure you made that connection as well. Just double checking. Wanted to. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. I didn't know that until about three years ago, probably. Oh well, there there you go. See. Yeah. But great artists, but yeah, it's very interesting how last names work. So we talked about the Packers game. We did. Jacksonville also won because of Gardner Minshew coming on in the fourth quarter and being Minshew magic pretty much. So we uh, both both my teams won, and I also really enjoy the Saints. And Drew Brees coming back was pretty nice. So because Drew Brees is my favorite player outside of like my favorite non Green Bay player, so it's pretty nice to see him go out there and succeed. Interesting. Do you feel like it's necessary for him to come back so soon from that injury? Especially Not necessarily the because of how good right. Teddy Bridgewater has been playing. Right. But I also think that it – I mean, if there wasn't a team that would be better for him to come up against, it would probably be them. Okay. That makes sense. Because they don't play the Dolphins. Because don't, don't they have a bye next week? I don't know if it's the Saints? next week, okay. or, but I know no, it's, it's coming up. It's this week. Yeah. Okay. It is this week. Interesting. Because why wouldn't time. he just hold off? Because this I, – I also love Drew Brees. Very nice guy. Very family-oriented, it seems like. But it Videos seems like his kids running around ve- very sweet, very sweet man. So I can't even I can't even really speak to that. But what I'm going to speaking to is, do you think he's statting his pats a little bit to continue to add on because he didn't need to play last night? So the theory I heard this morning was that there is a group of people who think he's going to retire after this season, no mm, matter what. Okay. And so if this is his last season. He just wants to be on the field as much as possible and enjoy as much of his last season as possible. I that makes way more sense. I have not heard that, and I really hope that's not true. Oh. I, for the sake of being a 40-year-old man with a family to raise and kids that are at the age where he can interact and be at their games mm-hmm. and do stuff, I think it makes perfect sense. But, yeah, uh, totally. You say the same thing about Tom Brady, though. Could Tom Brady be retiring? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but also <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if Tom Brady retired any of the last four years. Yeah. Oh, I have a quick theory that I kind of want to get out there now. So that way, what? He had a butt also on the Oh, no, okay, but also Tom Brady kissed his child on the mouth for far too long. So his relationship <laughs> with his kids might be a little bit different than Drew Brees. Just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Good add-in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways. There's that. Um, my theory is about another great quarterback who's aging. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um. My, my theory is that if he wins the Super Bowl this year and he's up on the podium, he's going to propose to Danica Patrick on the stadium, which I, I just wanted to make it out there already. Danica Patrick. I know, yeah. Okay. No, I, I figured. I, I, I want it to happen on that because, like, where else? Would, that's just legendary, and he, that's where he belongs, so he gets to go do that. Are they dating? Yeah. Yeah, they've been dating for, like, three years. Oh. It's been three years? Pretty, two or three. See, the thing, she's a Bears fan. She's mm. a Packers fan now. I don't think that's how that works. Have you not seen her in every no, single I, game? I don't pay attention to Oh, well, I follow her on social media, and she brings all of her families to every one of Aaron's games, and she always posts a little heart picture of him. That's cute. 
It is. Good. And I'm glad things are going well for them. I, I hope that works out. I hope Just that they get married and they have <laughs> great professional children. Because as a, they could be drivers, they could be quarterbacks, they could be... True. They could be both. That would be intense, but yes. It's it, true. Daytona I wanted to get that out here. The Super Bowl, so what happened? See? Daytona is after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so she has a little bit of time to... Um, kinda no, I just mean for the kids, the kids. to be NASCAR racers. And then they can oh. do the first half of the NASCAR season and then... Take a little take a little bye week where it's football and then yeah. I mean, but that's like five five years in the future. Bye for, right. I mean that's not no, nah, it's gonna be about like you're right. Because <laughs> the average quarterback's about like twenty four. Uh-huh. Yeah, um I just wanted to get my uh, my thing out here so that way when it happens people are like, Wow, Jake predicted it that long ago. Oh. Okay. You heard it here first. Hot what take. if the Packers don't win the Super Bowl? What well, if a then better team we'll like find I don't know, the forty ers reach the Super Bowl? I think we can beat the 49ers. Week week uh, wow. 13, I'm pretty sure, is when we play, and I think it's going to be a great game. It should be flexed to uh, the nighttime game. Hmm. Or Monday night. Make Mondays interesting. Um, what, you, weren't in, you weren't interested in last night's game? I watched two plays. Well, actually, I watched a few because I did eat a nice steak in front of the TV. But oh. other than that, it was... I I listened to it, and I... I got several texts from my friend Blake about how the Steelers um, – His he sent me a total of 15 messages that said, fire Tomlin. Ouch. <laughs> and then towards the end of the game, he goes, oh, there's a pick. Oh, there's another pick. <laughs> oh, they're both – they uh, I'm not going to say his name. The safety boy. Um, mid, from who? Uh, for the, the Steelers, um, the good safety. Oh, Mika Fitzpatrick. There we go. Fitzpatrick. Wait, so he Fitzpatrick threw the Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, I got multiple texts from him while eating a steak, and that's the only time I watched that game. Well, it's more than I watched. I was coaching. So. On a Sunday? No, Monday night. Monday night. Monday. Night. I forgot that today's Tuesday. Yeah. Jake, Rams won. Rams did win. It was great. Jake, how do you like your steak prepared? Medium rare. Oh, okay. I, I like that. Number two, I only watched, or I didn't even watch last night's game, but I am in a fantasy football league, and my boy James Conner hooked it up with 22 points for me. So nice. praise God. It's a clutch I'm, Monday night. I, I'm into that. That's Take that all day. I had a clutch pickup Sunday morning. I told Jake this already. So my, now this team, <laughs> Okay. I'm in it with the family I live with, the Kurtzes. Cody was in here two weeks ago, last week, and we, for whatever reason, because that's what worked in everyone's schedules, we drafted before, we drafted like at the start of preseason. Okay. Oh, which is early. horrible area. Very early. Always, never. Ever. A lot of injuries. Yeah. And retirements. Mm. So <laughs> I drafted Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. who proceeded to retire, mm-hmm. and the backup that I drafted is Lamar Jackson. Which Great. has worked out just fine. Clutch. Except for the bye week. So that was good. He had a bye week last week. Okay. So I had just gone without having a quarterback, without having another quarterback, because I had Lamar Jackson. So I was like, okay, I need to pick somebody up. So I'm on the waiver wire, and this is like Wednesday. Okay. So I'm looking on Wednesday, and I'm thinking between Kyler Murray and Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm like, I'll get Teddy Bridgewater. So I picked Teddy Bridgewater up on Wednesday. Well... 
Love that. Saturday. Oh, or yeah, even Sunday morning, that. it gets announced that Drew Brees is for sure starting. It right. was rumored all week. Right. And then announced for sure Sunday morning. So I had to make another adjustment, and my clutch pickup, Gardner Minshew. Mm. 279 yards, three touchdowns. Love it. So I was happy about that. I didn't win. I got roasted. <laughs> but I was so happy that I made a good decision. Yeah. So there's that. Um. Other quick fantasy news was if Juju didn't have a good game last night, I was going to drop him. You didn't no. hear this conversation. Okay. We Interesting. We were talking about Juju, and sure. I placed Juju in my top ten receivers in the league right now. Okay. Okay. You're hesitating. So yeah. Yeah. So Jake, adamantly, no. Maybe top 15, okay. not top 10. I would put him at probably 12. So then we challenged Jake to name. Which they didn't even let me name all of them. We challenge him to name, so we won't go into all the. If you want to hear the whole list, it's on the previous podcast that we okay. did with Jesse. Okay. But the the first name out of his mouth is Adam Thielen. Because we literally Packers, were just talking Packers about Packers fan. Interesting. Bleeds Packers like no other person yeah. I know. But Thielen's doesn't on say, your mind. Doesn't say Devontae Adams first. We says talked about Thielen. Adam Thielen literally like 20 minutes before the conversation. Mm-hmm. Says says Devontae. Says Julio. Okay. Before he says DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Before he says uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. Before he says Odell Beckham, mm. he says DJ Chark. Have you not seen how good DJ Chark is playing today? Bru- oh not today. Goodness. This last few weeks? Yeah, that's wild. And so Jesse and I lost it, and we just that's stopped the conversation wild. there. And we moved on with our lives. And... And so he doesn't have Juju in his top ten. I'm, I'm running down my top ten right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's unfortunate, obviously, with Ben Roethlisberger getting injured. Yeah, that's – so my top ten was this season. Yes. But, okay, it's, it's, not who are, it's not who are the top ten performing receivers. It's, right. In my were, head, in my top starting, ten, that's who it would be. starting a team with receivers – which who would be the first? So I would team? also still probably put those guys before Juju right now because he's not showing that he can be good with other quarterbacks other than Ben Roethlisberger. I don't see how that's his fault. I don't know. We've seen how many quarter how many horrible quarterbacks has Larry Fitzgerald had? Every single one of them, except for Carson Palmer, probably. So and Kurt Warner. That actually proved your point. I need to go a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> So I'm going to chalk that up as an L in my category. There you go. I I can admit that. But I just, no, I'm taking Juju. Juju's like seven or eight for me. Okay. Um, But that's just because, like, I'm not necessarily a Keenan Allen fan. This has to do, there's bias. I'm not a huge Keenan Allen fan because Keenan Allen gets hurt every single week. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Julio's my number one, and there's no question for me. I've been watching Julio since he was at Alabama. Really? He's been my guy. Even with the lack of touchdown production. Julio's like my number three. Not his fault. Okay. Okay. You don't blame him. A lot of the situations where he's not getting touchdowns, like Brian down it's terrible. Okay. It's not Julio's fault. Okay. So I'm not putting that on him. Yep. But I'm just biased in that way. Um, and I'm putting Cooper Cup. I watch Cooper Cup every game. That guy catches everything. He's definitely rising on my list. So for me, like okay. my top five has Julio and Cup and DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans okay. and I think Odell. And then I love Jarvis Landry too, so he's in my top ten. Interesting. Up there too. So okay. But that's just me. You want to hear my top five right now? 
Please. Adams. While you're reading, I'm going to watch his face. Adams, Hopkins, Odell, Julio, and then Mike Evans. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm. I thought you were going to say DJ Chart. Well, that's what I was waiting he's for. He's like my number eight. No, he's like a number nine. Oh, yeah. That, he's there playing is, that's significantly hear. better than most receivers. I don't know it's, enough. It's hard to judge. I don't know it's enough. Hard to judge receiver. I just. Mari Cooper is high, too. Um, I want AJ Green to be healthy to put him up high. Because especially yeah. if oh, he AJ gets traded to the Packers in the next yeah. few minutes. Yeah, we need to do that. Trade deadline start like ends in like 40 minutes, so I'm expecting something big happen. I forgot that was today. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So anyway, Rams win 24-10. Cup has seven catches, 220 yards, and touchdown. That was pretty dope. I didn't realize it was in London until way after the fact, and then I was mad because I hate the fact that the NFL plays games in London. Mm. Really? Why? They don't care about football. I know they like to sell these games out because there's one. Right. We've had a professional football league in Europe. That didn't work. Yeah, it folded. We don't need the the NFL is football is an American thing, and people outside America don't care. Do you think we'll ever have a Canadian team play in the NFL? Uh, that would require no. I don't think so. They have their own league that does reasonably well, so I don't see why they would feel the need to branch out that way. They already got teams in Calgary and Toronto and Montreal and mm. and uh, Edmonton and a few others. Did you know that the current NFL touchdown leader is a 2017 fifth-round player who has scored a combined 13 touchdowns in his first two seasons? What? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones what do you leads. Mean he has a combined 13. He had in his first. Who two scored only 13? T- no, only now. scored 13 in his first two, Got and then it. this season he leads. That's what mm. I meant to say. I missed a word. Um, I do now. Quick thing: Andy Dalton got benched on his birthday. Which is really sad. Very. Joe Flacco is no longer starting quarterback. Um, there was also someone else who got something happened to him today. Oh, Mariota might be placed on IR. So there's a lot of different interesting moves that could happen for mm. quarterbacks right now. Which, how, do you, how do you guys feel about the Bears quarterback? I want them to trade for Cam Newton. You, for Cam? Yep. Interesting. Or Mariota, like someone big. Okay. What but I think Mariota. Mitch Trubisky is – so I I normally have my quarterbacks like 1 through 32. I think Mitch Trubisky is below in like the 92nd ranked quarterback okay. in the NFL. Okay. Or like terrible. What about Bridgewater? I I don't want Bridgewater back in my division. Oh. You're scared. <laughs> okay. So that's – okay. Okay. So it's a bias thing. So he, yes. I, so I really Bridgewater like – Bridgewater is good. Yeah. Right. I really right. like Bridgewater. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't want to see him play us twice a year. Okay. But also, the Bears' offense is just terrible. Mitch Trubisky is, ah, man, I would rather start Ryan Leaf over Mitch Trubisky. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even old enough to understand how bad Ryan Leaf was. I know that he was drafted by the Chargers. That was the 1998 draft. That was I was one year old. Exactly. <laughs> I knew. You had no idea how bad Ryan Leaf was. I watched that play out. I was able to compare Ryan Leaf to Peyton Manning and watch Ryan Leaf just be a knucklehead in the locker room and just be a wacko Mm. and be so bad. That is not even – Trubisky 
They were in the playoffs last year. <laughs> like that's not even close. Trubisky's True. an athlete too. He just no, he's not. He's not great, but he's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather have like I'd probably rather have Johnny Manziel. I'd rather have Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow? I am also probably like the biggest. I'm a huge Tim Tebow fan. Yeah. You take Manziel and Tebow over Mitch Trubisky? Yes. That's a. I would take Pat McAfee. I would take Tim Tebow on my team because Tim Tebow is a leader of men and massive and an athlete. I would take Pat McAfee over (laughs) Mitch Trubisky as my starting quarterback. (laughs) My last three notes from the NFL weekend: Matt Schaub stepping in for the Falcons. Going as a 38-year-old mm. who hadn't started a game in like three years, going 39 for 52 for 460 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That was the fourth most attempts he's had in his career. That was the third most yards he's had in his career. I think that says more about the game of football and, and how it's played now than it does about him specifically. Okay. But I just found that interesting. Mike Evans set the Buccaneers franchise record for receptions. So he has played in 84 games. He has 433 catches. The career leader before that, A, for the Buccaneers, team leader before that, was a running back, James Wilder. That's crazy. Who did it in 113 games. By the way, the three names, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, You don't know who Mike Austin is? No. So... Mike Evans, 84 games to Wilder's 113 games. Wow. The Mike Evans already has the Buccaneers record for receiving yards, 6,765. The next most is Mark Carrier, 5,018. Mike, Mark Carrier, four more games than Evans. Evans has 1,700 more yards. The franchise leader in touchdowns is Mike Allstott. Fun okay. fact. 71 touchdowns in 158 games. Hmm. So, And Mike Evans is at 46. So that is actually kind of close in terms of, like, right. average. Um, it's easier to get touchdowns as a running back. But I just was like, wow, Evans is producing in a way that yeah. the Buccaneers have never seen. Granted, the Buccaneers were really bad for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I that, like, mean, they still those are. Couple, those couple of years when they had work done, and Mike Allstott and John Lynch and uh, Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp. But they're bad. They're bad. Jameis Winston is bad. And then, mm. last note, Vinatieri being clutch. After week two, everyone wanted him to retire. Comes out, knocks a 55-yarder and a 51-yarder. It's wild to game. see, like, an 85-year-old it's guy go out there still and kick like that. Yeah, he's great. Isn't he? He's about to turn, he's like... He's 45, I think. Yeah. I thought he was, I think he's about to turn 45. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. That someone very good. All that old great. can go out there and do that. Position. Hmm. So there you go. Any more football notes? Um, not unless my phone buzzes. So, yeah, I think we're good. Um, baseball real quick. Really disappointing weekend. <laughs> I, so did they, did they scratch, um. Scherzer didn't pitch. Because yeah, did they scratch him because they knew there was going to be a game seven? So that they, that he would start No, he would seven? have pitched. He was having back spasms. I think they scratched him so that he could play game seven. Why would you risk that? It's just. I think if you go in game five, you have three games to two. I don't know. I think, I think they did because now they no. Have, 
Who's tonight? There's no way because with who does he have to go against that he would allow that to happen. He's going Scherzer against Greinke. is the ultimate pitching fighter. I don't know. He wouldn't do that. He would, if Scherzer's body could allow it, I he would start every game. I think strategically. Fitting. No, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> I think it happened. happened at all. I think it happened. No, that's dumb. So no, smart. Strasburg's pitching tonight against Verlander, you and then Scherzer against Greinke. Hopefully, they make it that far tomorrow night. The league wanted them to have more games to make more money. So they're like, hey, lose this game. We'll maybe throw another draft pick your way. No. Oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, 100%. Okay. I, I, I watched like – I listened to a podcast, the Pat McAfee Show, and he interviewed a NBA ref, ref okay. and they said that in a seven-game series for the NFL cha- – uh, oh, my bad – the NBA championships, they will call fouls in favor of the team who is down so that mm. they, they can have more games. Right. Interesting. That's so that, to me, I'm kind of like looking at more of – I'm looking at sports industries a little more – like they're a little more corrupt. Not corrupt, but they're a little more that's, trying to that's squeeze corruption. more. Right. Yeah, that's a little more trying to squeeze more from what they can get. Okay. It's like real life N64. Mm. Or Nintendo in general, I guess. Right. Yeah, I was you're like playing what? Mario Kart and you're in fourth place and you get all the sick stuff. The sick stuff, yeah. And people in first are just getting bananas. You're getting bananas. Trash. <laughs> you're getting bombed by time. blue shells <laughs> right before the finish line. And you're asking, you're lamenting at that point. You're oh, yeah. screaming at God, why did you do this to me? <laughs> You've forsaken me? I want them to add a white shell that goes back and hits the last place person. Oh. oh. <laughs> Dude, that's a, so unnecessary for that. It would be so just. Oh man! And you can only funny. get it in first place. I would rage quit for sure. <laughs> I would throw my I would throw my controller at the television set and turn the system off and leave my friends and go home. That's I think it'd be just fantastic if they did something like that. That would be pretty like great. So yeah, so I'm worried. I think yeah, I don't know about. I, I still have Washington winning in five, <laughs> even though it can't happen. They're gonna win. Don't worry. Jake literally called sweep early on. I oh. did. That way, Garrett like Cole that. comes quickly yeah, to the Angels. That's mm. He's it's just disappointing. To be a, a home team hasn't won a game yet. In five games. Exactly. It's been the road team every single time. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Home field advantage, man. Doesn't exist. I know. <laughs> I'm starting to rethink that. The, the, the total idea of home field advantage? Did you also see that the Nationals practiced the award ceremony? No. Yeah, they practiced like winning, like there's like they had a stage out in, in the um, in the what's it called, the diamond, the baseball field. Yeah, they had like a stage in the middle of it, and they would like they were like making people go up on stage, like practicing like speeches and stuff, if they won. I that's dumb. I hate that. Yeah, so maybe that jinxed them. Hmm. I don't like jinxes. Why did you knock on wood just in case I actually said something? <laughs> okay. That's probably enough baseball. It's too sad to think about. My computer does not want to load appropriate information. So it's what helpful. information well, do you Well, we're moving on to basketball. But nice. there it goes. Got to have the stats at the ready, and then it mm. wasn't cooperating. Um, so Lakers are 2-1 now after yeah. opening night loss to the Clippers. Jazz and Hornets. Sounds good. Play the Grizzlies tonight. I get to see my boy. Oh, uh, Grayson Allen? Yeet. 
Mm. I was like, which boy? Because Lunic, whatever. Lunatic. Uh, no, nope, let Jacob guess who you're trying to talk about. Lunic. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Are you talking about Luca? There we go. Doncic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lunic. Like tunic. Yeah. Oh, that was. <laughs> Not even close. I don't, don't even, even get to me say. to try and say really a hard name because it doesn't work. It's Luca. Yeah, Luca. Oh, yeah. That's not it. Try to get him to pronounce Giannis's last name. Uh, Antiloco. Antil- Antilopo. Poonu. Uh, Antilopo. Poonu? There's no <laughs> P, is there? Yeah, there's like three. There's one P. Is there oh. one? At the very end, though. Well, we have his young brother, uh, Konos. <laughs> oh, Konos no. Antilopopo. <laughs> That's why it's great because like, go. we have one, and so he has to say it more often. Hey, well, he yeah. hasn't played yet for us. I don't. He think. did. Oh, he did. He got in the game against the. He got in the game against the Hornets because we took. We had a pretty good lead by the end of the game. We did. So Costas, we played the Kumpo well. came in. And, and did you see uh, Caruso's steal and dunk? dunk? Yeah. That was one of my favorite moments so far in the it NBA. Was great. Season. He got a he got an ovation when he came out of the game. As he yeah. should. It's fantastic. So yeah, we play um so we're good. at home, right? Against the Grizzlies, I believe so. I'm excited. I like our team. <laughs> I know. I'm a big fan of this year's Lakers. We still have these undefeated teams. Yeah, so I saw. Continue. No, I was gonna say I saw on um, ESPN's Instagram post their power rankings, and yeah. it was top ten teams, and the Timberwolves commented on ESPN's post and said how many of these teams are 3 and 0 because that's what the Timberwolves are yeah. but also who, have who cares about Minnesota <laughs> yeah who have they played I don't know, I don't but know. Minnesota I don't San know. Antonio Denver and Philly are all 3 and 0 gotcha meanwhile Sacramento New Orleans are 0 and 4 Oof. <laughs> and Indiana's 0 and 3 oh man so that uh, isn't aren't the Pelicans 0 and 4 yeah. Did you already say that? I did. I'm sorry. I was Sad. looking to find the, who the Timberwolves would beat. They've had good games though. They almost beat Houston. They've been in. They've been competitive. They've been like within ten points of each game. Oh, New Orleans. Josh Hart has been playing good. Uh, yeah. I miss him. It, it's just great. Josh Hart was like one of my favorite Lakers. Yeah, and you can't tell me Zion doesn't give you at least ten points. You well, I mean, I mean, Zion's not back yet. I know, so but what I'm here. saying is like yeah. he would. Those those you know those could have been W's if he was still healthy. So yeah, lost by eight to the Pelicans, or no, to Toronto on opening night. Lost by seven to Dallas. Lost by three to Houston, and then lost by eleven to Golden State last night. It's Golden State's first win last night. Oh, they they are struggling. Trash. That's not good. Good. Oh. I'm glad. Oh. <laughs> um. So the Timberwolves beat the Nets, Hornets, and Heat. The only team that is like anything good is pretty much the Nets, though. That was in overtime. Kyrie dropped 50 that game. Yeah. I mean, the Heat have won their other two games besides that loss. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, isn't Hero playing well? I think so. Cool last name. I I think that's a cool, like, sports name is Hero. Mm. It's two O's, right? H-E-R-O-O? H-E-R-R-O. Two R's. Oh, really? I thought it was... I knew it was two of one of the four letters. I was going to say the last two, but I actually didn't know. <laughs> yeah, averaging 12.6 rebounds. It's not it's terrible. It's fine. It's uh, okay for a rookie. Um, also, I looked up, and Antelopo 
had two minutes in the game for the Lakers, and he didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a personal foul in his two minutes. But what about how awful Caldwell Pope has been doing oh, for the I, Lakers? We, so we both want him gone. I've I been do. Him since we got there. I also million. I also watched a bit of his play. He's not bad on defense. Sure. But other than that, it's just why do we keep playing him? Trash. Get out. He and then get out. So my thing is like, if he was in there just playing defense, I'd be okay with it. Right. I'd be like, you know what? You're doing your job and you're doing great. Like, pass the ball to someone. You can get. Let's get him a double double with like assist and like rebounds and stuff like that. Let's not let let's not let him shoot. Let's hit make him. Just defend people and right. then give the ball away. I wouldn't be mad at that. Right. But no, instead he's like, let me just shoot this three and miss and then let the other teams like, oh, man, I just, yeah, I'd rather have like, there's a lot of like, there's like, I would rather have Jamal Crawford, right? He's still a free agent. I'd rather have oh, him. I don't know if he's, I don't know about that. Yeah. I'd rather have him. I don't know what his I status also, is. I also, I want Iggy to be bought out and we just sign Iggy with our mm. remaining camp space. League leader in points per game right now? Who? Kyrie. No oh, that, yeah, yeah, because he <laughs> had a 50-point game. Kyrie, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns. Trey Young, that's an interesting one. Who's fifth? Luca. Oh, yeah, Let's actually, go. I saw that. He's playing pretty well. Yeah, he is. Didn't, has he, hasn't he had, like, two triple doubles already? I know he's had one. I mean, he's averaging uh, 10 rebounds and seven assists. So Not a bad for it. average. James Harden averages 13 three-pointers a game. And he's Wait. <laughs> so far, he's only making two. Oh. Two for 13. You mean he's average shooting them? I thought yes. you meant like he's Attempting. average making no. them. Attempting. And I'm like, wait, that's, why isn't no one talking no. about that? <laughs> his, his overall field goal percentage is 28.6. Do you think that that's he's playing terrible. worse because of now they have another ball hog? Uh, I think he can afford to play worse because he has Westbrook. Also, Westbrook's out here averaging 24, yeah. 13, and 10. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. That hasn't changed. Chandler's yes. playing well for them, too. Chandler. Tyson Chandler or something like that, the center? Defined well. I think he's playing good. He's <laughs> playing better than JaVel McGee. I, I want to close that. I play better than JaVel McGee right now. <laughs> Suit you up. You look like Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where about Chandler. Anyway, so wait, yeah. is it Tyson? Did I say Tyson? Yeah. Or I say Chandler. You said Chandler, but I don't know who you're talking about. I think it's Tyson. On Houston? Yeah. Who's their center? Capella. Clint. Who's Capella. the other one? Oh, the other one. I don't know. I guarantee you it's the guy I just said. Yeah, they, yeah, or? it's Chandler. Yeah. In his 18th season, I feel old. I remember when Tyson Chandler oh, was drafted Oh, he's got out the big school. beard. Yes. Yeah, he played yes, for yes. the Lakers for about half the season last year. Yes. Yep. So playing well, a.k.a. four points, two rebounds in six and a half minutes. Points aren't always winning, though. It's six, defense, too. Six and a half minutes? Defense. Six and a half minutes? How many blocks does he have? 45. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Zero blocks. <laughs> what is he even doing out there? I like my <laughs> You're, uh, 45. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, I like that. Wouldn't that be insane if someone had 45 blocks or three games? It would be. I don't uh, know what that record is. That would take too long to look up. So we're going to move on. Hmm. To what? I don't know. There's no way to professional segue into that. So, Jacob. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's. I like that. <laughs> What's sports-wise? I'm supposed to be writing down when these things happen so I can keep track. Oh well. Um, that's my own difficulties. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Show production has things that happen that I You're forget about. Really loud, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I was aggressive because I was upset at myself, and here we are. Please be safe. Um, so, <laughs> so you have a lot of sports knowledge. To some degree. I mean, you have kept up and surpassed in areas, and this is great. So where did it start? What did you watch growing up? Who are your teams? Who are your players? Like, all of it. Go. Yeah, so growing up, I played sports my whole life, baseball and football specifically, until I was about, I think, 12 to 13. Um, I started to slowly realize I wasn't good at baseball, so stop playing that. And then I was good at football, but wasn't aggressive enough to play the line all the time. I don't want to continue to hit people. You know what I mean? I want to give people hugs. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, that. That's a holding penalty, so that doesn't work out. T- totally. So I'm at that, that point. That's a good one-liner, though. Right? And so that's where I'm at. I wasn't aggressive enough. I didn't have the testosterone flowing through my veins to, like, smack my other players in the butt. It, it, that just wasn't me. <laughs> but I love being competitive and playing sports. Mm-hmm. There is something about that that I still enjoy. Um, and so I grew up watching the Philadelphia Eagles with Donovan McNabb when Terrell Owens was on the team. Specifically, Brian Dawkins was one of my favorite players. Mm. Amazing safety for them. Um, baseball, I never watched baseball. Always played um, but never watched it. It's like watching grass grow for me personally. Going into the games are a lot of fun, mm. um, but watching baseball on television, I don't know. You could just stab me with nails in my eyes. <laughs> I, I would rather do that. Um, and oh, and I, I know. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> for that. Sorry for that. I've recently been getting into basketball, though, the past few years. Very fast pace, a lot of action. Yeah. I love how stars are you know, kind of very elevated in the, in the sport specifically. Yep. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, not not like super specific teams that I care for. I just like players. Russell Westbrook is one of the best athletes to watch. He's just super ultra aggressive. Mm-hmm. Once again, something I'm lacking in. So maybe that's why I like he's it so much. That's what I'm saying. Like he just looks like he's like mad at the rim. You know what I mean? Like he's just slamming it. I'm like, how do you not break your wrist every yeah. time? <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know anything about that, but it just looked good. he looks good doing it. Um, but yeah, recently got into basketball. Don't have a specific team. Once again, more of a player oriented person. Even football, I I like the Eagles still, and so I root for them. But like with fantasy football, it's gotten me into like just the players who I like on which team because it's weird that I'm rooting against Philadelphia because I want this specific player to do better yeah. because I have a team on the other. So fantasy football has kind of screwed me up in that way, but still love sports, love getting competitive every once in a while. Um, something about me specifically when I'm losing in a sport that I think I'm good at, like golf, I'll go play golf. And I'm not like, I'm not freaking Tiger Woods out there <laughs> by any means, but I'm, I'm, I'm capable of playing yeah. golf. And so when I start to lose or when I start to do poorly, Quiet. I don't say a word. Oh, People I know. I imagine you just being quiet. It's weird. I know. <laughs> I know. Because I am. I'm, if I if I think I'm good at something, I get super competitive at it. So when I start sucking, just silence. Mm. And so people know. It's not a that. pleasant Jacob to be around, but you know, to each their own. So everybody has their you know downfalls in life, and that's definitely mine. Is competitiveness, and then my personality when I start to lose, which I'm not happy about. 
and it's a growing place for me, but whatever. Life was life. So was there was there anything organized once you got to high school? No, not at all. I worked so one of the more annoying things in life at high being in high school was I worked at a sporting goods store. Hmm. It's called D and D Sporting Goods. Oh, yeah. um, my grandparents owned it. The one up oh. by Vons and yep, right, right by Lakewood High School. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people that played sports obviously would go into the shop. A lot of parents. Yeah. They'd be like, "Oh, do you play football?" Because I'm like a, a larger dude, broad shoulders. They're yeah. like, "Obviously, you play football." Had it like consistently, like it felt like five times a day. Be like, no, I don't play any sports. And then like they would get let down. Like I, I've, I've. You um, work in a sporting goods store, right? What? And you're um, a large individual, and it'd be people that would be usually smaller than me. So they're like, you have given up this God-given gift of yours. You're a disgrace to humankind because you're not playing sports. Jeez. That's at least my impression of it. Obviously, <laughs> reading myself, a lot of words into like a facial expression in a couple. Clearly, I, me too. Clearly, my too. self-esteem was pretty poor in high school. But you know, once again, yeah. That so that nothing, nothing organized. You know, I'll get out there and play some frisbee golf. I'll get out there, play some volleyball with some friends. You know what I mean? Start yelling at people, because if I don't make it like ultra goofy and ridiculous, I'll yeah. start getting too competitive. Mm. So I need to be like, let's just have fun. Let's be yep. over the top. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. You went to Lakewood, right? Hale Lakewood High School. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I think that would be my school if I had to. If I wasn't, I lost out. I think that'd be my home school. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I wouldn't have liked it probably, though. <laughs> dude, you know what they say, dude. Today's Lancers, tomorrow's leaders. Come on, bro. Are you serious right now? We didn't have that. <laughs> we had uh, we had Lost Out for Life, where we had a good pride thing for us. That's it? Lost Out for Life? Yeah, man. That's it's a familyhood. That's, uh, yeah. I don't like that. I want to say like ours that. is, it's a good day to be a ram? What? That's even worse. <laughs> no, maybe so. Then maybe it's yours. No, is it? Or no, no. You guys don't have the right because it's no. Ours is ours is today's yeah, lancers. Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah, leaders. I'm pretty sure ours is just it's a good day to be a ranch. That's even worse that. than mine. You get the that is that is probably. I, I have that is never probably. claimed to have any school spirit. True, that's true. <laughs> I, we did talk about this. I do remember most of my alma mater for at oh, Lakewood yeah. High School. Yeah. Impressive. I know. Because they had the madrigals there every Friday on the speaker. We'd have to sit oh, there and okay. listen to it. And, yeah, it, it was good, though. I, I only did it at the end of sporting games. That, okay. And I, the sporting games I went to, I didn't sing along with it. Gotcha. Other than graduation, I sang at graduation because I was like, you know, this is our time. Like, we're supposed to. Like, this is our last moment of hurrah. Right. So we did it at graduation. I don't remember anything about my graduation. Oh, was, I remember, oh, my gosh, I have embarrassing stories about my graduation. Oh. Let's my, indulge. <laughs> my cousin Mike, um, Mike and Brandy just found out about the podcast. Hopefully you guys are listening to this one. Um, shout out you guys. Hi, Dylan. Um, so Mike, oh, man. Mike is a a bigger guy. He oh. He's a bigger guy, you know. Okay. Not not fat, but he's bigger. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mike, for listening to this. He um he painted a J on his chest. Oh nice. Yeah. And so during a very quiet moment, have you ever been to a Lasalle graduation? I don't think so. Okay, but maybe you have, right? I have I? I? Okay. Well, so sitting. Yes, you went to Kevin's, didn't you? Yep. So sitting there, it's super quiet, older. waiting for everyone to go up on stage, like the choir to sing. The like they were gonna sing their song. 
So you know how it was super quiet when the choir was like getting up, so like people were like, yeah. "Oh, let's be respectful and wait for this." My cousin stands up in the suite that we had and yells, "Jake!" and he like pulls up his shirt and does a giant J. And somehow there were like five Jakes probably. Somehow everyone knew it was me. And just looked at me and I went, "Yep, mm. <laughs> yep." Praise God. <laughs> Love that. And it was just it was a very interesting moment because my family they all had cutouts of my face, and then he had that, and it it made everything very interesting. And I, man, I got very embarrassed by that. That's that, necessary. That was probably the highlight of my high school career, actually. Yeah. It's just because that was so funny. I think I'm gonna hire Mike to go to every <laughs> life event for me. My first child, my wedding, <laughs> my 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 funeral. I want him to paint his belly with a J and just yell my name at every one of those things. So if he's looking for a job part-time, obviously, maybe once every 10 to 15 years. But if he's looking for something, let him know he has a uh, – maybe a calling. Maybe. I'll send him a text. Mm, love that. Thank you, Mike. Oh, my. <clears throat> Yeah, I would have not been pleased if any of my family did anything like that. No thanks. I'm anti-attention, mm. so I'm not about that. Contrary to yeah, the idea of being up in front of people. Now it's very different. You talk a lot now. Yeah, it's true. I was going to say, were you always very talkative, and were you very like, – Yeah. In I, your high school, were you on like any sort of like ASB or anything where you went up and like – entertained no, or anything? No, I was a terrible student. I didn't want as, – as I know like the – the alma mater for Lakewood High School. I hated school, like everything about it. I didn't want anything to be a part of any extracurriculars, any sports. I was in and out, poor student, almost failed out of high school. So I was that kind of student, just in the background. I, I smoked a lot of weed too at that point. I got high pretty much every day. But I was very talkative and outgoing. So I knew a lot of different people, a lot of mm-hmm. groups of people. But So I'm a people person for sure. But anything scholastic, anything books, yeah. get that away from me. So, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll go into the life stuff then. Yeah. So then, rewind. What was, what does family look like? Parents, siblings. What did early education look like? Sure. Upbringing style, any of that? Like, what what was happening? Okay. So let me just try to make the most sense of this. So my parents had me when they were really young. They actually went to Lakewood High School as well. They were 18 years old. So my mom was still. Uh, she went to her prom. And she had a baby bump, a four-month yeah. baby bump of me. Yeah, pretty sick. So love that. Love the image of my mom on the dance floor with me inside <laughs> of her. Yeah. Anyways, so then she gave birth to me right after high school. I grew up. I lived with my grandparents pretty much my entire life. My mom was there. My dad lived with his mom, but both in Lakewood area. So had very good relationships with my grandparents. Um, and my parents were trying to figure it out. They both got jobs um, that were, you know, my mom was a waitress for a long time, and my dad immediately started working for um, Pepsi as a just truck distributor, basically driving trucks around, yep. and then would pass out Pepsis and stuff. Quick little snippet, sidebar. I was one of the first people before it came out was Mountain Dew Co. Red, so... Ooh. Pretty sick, praise God. Yep, before that it came out, I tried it. Number one soda of all time. So it's love that. Code Red. Love that. Do you it remember when Pepsi had the blue? Yes. That was only around for a very short for time. For a short period. And I was very mad because yeah. it was delicious. Yeah, so good. I, so wow. good. Yeah. So, uh, side note, yeah. uh, 
Pepsi Cinnamon, terrible. Do not try it. Oh, I I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah it was uh, like two summers ago, and they had it, and they brought it to camp, and I tried one, and I'm like, I'm going to go vomit now. Oh, trash. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be a good thing. But So basically, my parents tried to get it together, tried to get a job um, to support me. They broke up when I was four years old, um, so at that point, that they were separated at this, this point in my life. Um, growing up, my, I feel like my grandparents were more of my actual parents. Mm-hmm. I gleaned a lot from them. Um, of who I am today, I would give them more credit than my actual parents. Was that both sides or just – Both sides. Okay. Both sides. So very both, loving people. Okay, so they were very interactive still. Very interactive, yeah. They're very, very influential in my life and my upbringing. And then through that, um, when I was eight years old, my mom – um, had my brother from a guy, his name's Mike. It doesn't really matter. He's not in the picture anymore. But so then I had a brother on that side. And then my dad also at this point got married to my stepmom now, whose name is Nikki. And so had my other brother, David, and then my mom's side, my other brother, Cole. So they're basically the same age right now. Okay. So yeah, they're actually seniors in high school. Okay. And so my dad continued to have this family, um, growing up. And after my brother, David, my other brother, Hunter, was born three years after him. And then after that, my baby sister, who's now nine years old, um, she was born four years after my brother, David. So I have a bunch of half-siblings, mm-hmm. no full siblings, but basically they're my brothers and sisters, which is really cool. Um, so grew up. My dad lived in Whittier, saw him every other weekend, divorced parent thing. It was it was cool. Loved my dad. Um, loved going to see my brothers. We would, like – I think the, the biggest thing that I learned from my father specifically – was just the idea of hard work. Like he would work all week, mm-hmm. and then we'd go. He never bought like anybody to go do his lawn, so we would we would manicure his entire lawn, yeah. front yard, backyard, sweep the leaves, um, rake them all up. It would take like three to four hours, but but there was just this idea of you work all week, then you work hard on your house to make things look good and presentable. So that, that's definitely something that I learned from my father. Um, then he moved out to Temecula when I was about 13 years old. And then at that point, I stopped seeing him um, more and more because at that point, I was in high school. There was things on the weekend that I didn't want to go all the way out to Temecula to go do. And so then our relationship started to strain a little bit. And then through, I think, my junior year of high school, I stopped going there altogether. Mm. Um, We would connect on, like, birthdays and Christmas. And then when I was a senior in high school, he ended up moving to Texas after Mm. I graduated. And then we kind of lost contact for about, like, four to five years. Wow. And – you know, just a lot of hurt there. Um, you know, growing up, like you, you do, you feel like you shouldn't have to be the person who is trying to continue to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like it was mostly on me versus my dad doing that for his son. And so just the relationship was super strained for a long period of time. And then at that point I was living with um, my grandparents on my mom's side, um, and living with my mom, my two aunts and my brother, we're all living in one house in Lakewood. Wow. Just living the dream. It was it was absolutely wild. I lived in like a – for up until I was um, about 18 years old, I lived with my mom, my brother um, in one room in my mm. grandma's house, half of the garage. We converted into a room. So for I was living with them, all three of us, wow. in one room. So it was it was crazy but good. Like we were, you know, pretty close at that point. And then um, from there on out, I don't know, hated school. Hated life. I was depressed a lot of high school. That's why I smoked a lot of weed, just because I wanted to get away from all of yeah. my issues that I had with my dad and living with my mom and, and the situation that we were going through. 
I felt like life was kind of caving in on myself. And I guess it share a little bit of my testimony too. Yeah. Didn't grow up going to church. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the picture. Didn't know anything about God. I found out later that my mom went to Catholic school once my great grandma died and she was like remembered all of the prayers, which I was tripping out about, but uh-huh. grew up never going to church or any sort of mass or anything like that. And so after high school, didn't have any direction, barely graduated, um, had to take like a bunch of afternoon classes, had to go to like EPHS, grab a bunch of packets, do all those work, all that work just to be able to graduate. And at that point I met a group of friends when I was 19, um, just who lived differently, who, who loved differently, seemed like they genuinely cared about me as a person, um, would ask me how I was doing, um, and, and wanted to have open and honest conversations. And so I knew that they went to church. I didn't know what that really looked like. So then one day we were driving our friend down to San Diego and all the way back for like this quick trip. I asked them about Jesus and and what they believed. They invited me to a college group to then that was actually Arbor Road, which I think was 1BL at the time. Met um, Trent Lewis, started connecting with him. Yeah. And then um, we went through the book of John together, um, which was super cool. And then after that, I gave my life to Christ at a Denny's, um, which was super yeah. cool. We were just eating hot cakes, and Let's he's like, go. well, Jacob, do you want to give your life to Christ? And I'm like, I, I do. Like, I want to I want to commit to this. And so then committed, um, which is super rad, just over some hot cakes, um, which is really cool. And, it, and it's cool to be able to share with my students. Like, a lot of them feel like they need this camp high experience, this mm-hmm. altar call, this ultra yeah. amazing emotional moment. But – I'm able to tell them, I'm like, you can do it at dinner with your small group leader or in your small group at, in small group time. Like you don't need to have this crazy mountaintop moment that if you're ready to accept Christ, that you should do that in that moment to be able to share with your brothers and sisters. And so that's something that's cool that I'm able to share with them even, um, in that. But so after that, um, gave my life to Christ, started going to Bethany because some weird stuff at one BL, not a big deal, but just stopped going there started going to Bethany Church where then I served in high school ministry. Didn't know, I barely knew anything about the Bible. Um, the pastor there, Josh Coffey, who was a high school pastor at that point, saw something in me, enjoyed the way I interacted with friends, obviously loud and obnoxious mostly. <laughs> um, so he thought I'd be good. Started then mentoring me. Pretty good list of, <laughs> list of traits to be a right, youth pastor. Right. And so... Then he started to um, disciple me. He never told me that he was discipling me, but he basically just, just happened very naturally. I started going to the office, helping him with events. If I had um, questions about the Bible or needed prayer or just talked about life, he would be there for me. And it was something that I met him halfway to because I would always go in and see if he needed stuff. And through that, started to – or got an internship at the church. And then two weeks into my internship – Josh told me that he was leaving to go to San Jose. And so at that point, I'm like, crap. And he's yeah. like, hey, I talked to Scott. I want you to lead the youth group for a certain amount of time. And I'm like, okay, well, sure. Let's just crash course, the, crash course this thing. So through that through that summer, he then showed me how what he does and how he does it. And through that, started um, leading the youth group. For three months, just an interim at that point, I was um, doing interviews with people for my position. One of the more awkward things, especially <laughs> because I started this, started to have this feeling of like, I feel like I'm the person for the job. I feel like God has like called me mm-hmm. and I don't 
think these people are good enough and and probably some of that's my own like mind of like okay these people aren't good enough i'm the only one blah 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 but then feel like god was like really calling me at that point and then on out um basically the leadership thought i was doing a good job they wanted to keep me there groom me and so here i am today um just a local boy just trying to love the lord trying to get students to love the lord as well and and yeah now doing an interview and a podcast so god is good yes he is so going back to the school thing real quick definitely Mm want to unpack the faith a little bit more but sure was there a time that you remember thinking like all right school sucks or was it like always kind of there or how did that mindset develop when did you know that school was just out of your reach I think I knew when I was younger I think I knew even in elementary school like I remember not doing like projects projects at home like I remember specifically in fourth grade we were supposed to go to like a local mission like San Juan Capistrano one of those sort of places to build this giant um, diagram And, and not to blame my mom but my mom never like cared about school for me, never checked up on homework and stuff like that. So I just didn't do it, which is like a huge, like month, two month long project that I'm sure the teacher was communicating with parents, but my mom didn't really ask me about it, didn't really care about it. And so her lack of asking me how school was, I think led me to believe that who freaking cares about this stupid thing. I just kind of has to be a thing I have to do. And so that's, I think even at a young age, of like not doing bigger projects, not doing things because I wasn't, I didn't have to because my mom never reinforced that at home was kind of when I started not liking school. So was there, was there a dislike or a disinterest? Like, was it too hard so you didn't like it? Or was it just not interesting so you didn't like it? Or there's other stuff that you'd rather be doing? Like what, where does it fall? It was stuff I'd rather, I'd rather be doing other things. Like I'd rather be hanging out with my friends. Yeah making a fool out of myself or playing touch football on the, the football lawn than like having to sit there and, and do a project and having to do research. So yeah. I think it was a disinterest. It was, was there like, was there any sense of the future then at that point? Like, was there ever a moment through your educational life where mm-hmm. you were like, well, I do need to do something eventually with my life. So like, I don't, did did the thought did that like not you know not no totally or like actually because I mean for me I knew I had to do something so yeah. I, I like I have to perform at school so I can take the next steps so right. like what was that thought process like for you Dude, for me it was just okay I'm gonna graduate high school maybe if I don't even graduate get a GED and just have some part time job working at like UP, uh, UPS or something my mom was a longshoreman. Or my oh, mom wow. is a longshoreman currently, right. um, so she's not a casual. She like works, works down there. Yeah. So you don't even, you know, you just need your GED. She gets paid really well. So yeah, sure. I thought for my life, I'm like, that's what I'm gonna do. Who cares about school right now? Um, just blow it off, put it off in the back burner yeah. while I go hang out with friends and do all those sort of things. So in my mind, that was never something that was presented to me that I needed to do, mm-hmm. because my parents were seemingly well off in a way that. And they didn't even, like, use a degree or anything. Because my dad then, you know, started working his way up in Pepsi and started becoming, like, a district manager of of all this area. And so he never got a college degree. My mom never got a college degree. They're they're off doing their things, killing it in life, seemingly at least. And so I'm like, why do I I need to go to college, you know? Why do I need to do what everybody else is doing? So 
So do you like do you look back on that and think, well, that was dumb. I could have definitely <laughs> tried harder. And like, is there yeah. any kind of not necessarily regret, but if you could do it again, would you do things differently to get more out of school to set up? Not that it's very easy to be like, no, everything I did, I'm okay with because of where I'm at now. Like, okay, assuming you're still where you're sure. at now, right. would you have tried to get more out of school? Or? So totally. So what I would say first is obviously God led me through my life to get me into the position I am yeah. today. So if that wasn't the case, absolutely. Like I would want to go to school. I would have loved to like go off and go to a Biola and get a, a, a degree and master's and be like doing that exact program without having to do it now yeah. working in the position I'm in today. Mm-hmm. Because I think what would have really helped is like, um, my love for the Lord, my love for scripture, my love for learning about that specifically has made me want to go back to school. Yeah. Right now I'm going to um, Cornerstone. They have a school of ministry. Yeah. It's it's actually really rad. It's a cool program. Um, obviously not as in-depth as like a Biola yeah. if I was going to those classes. But it's made me like find a passion for school, mm-hmm. which is really cool because I'm able to learn about things that I genuinely care about and want to know more of. And so that's kind of where I'm at, and I wish I found that passion earlier in school to then want to study that, to then have a degree and be all set up instead of, like, backtracking and and going in reverse a little bit. So for sure, I wish I would have done things differently. I feel like there's a lot of things I could have excelled at in school, whether that's even, like, theater. I think, you know, I don't see myself as a theater kid. But, like, acting and, and being on stage, like, uh-huh. I, I like that stupid crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. I find it fun. And in my life, I'm like, I wish I wish I would have cared more, honestly. I wish mm-hmm. I did. I didn't, but I wish I did. So, yeah. totally. There's totally a, a – if I if I were to go back, I would want to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. If the result would still be the same. Yeah. So. There, is a, there is a level of – we do place so much importance on mm-hmm. – graduating and then going to college and getting the degree and setting yourself for, for all this. Right. And if that's your plan, like if you have this great plan, Please. awesome. Do Please. That. Like for sure, graduate high school. <laughs> I'm yes. Not it's important to graduate high school because that really complicates life if you don't do that. <laughs> yes. yes. But, and I grew up in the family, like my mom's been a teacher. I knew I was going to call. I knew in middle school, I knew yeah. where I was going to college and what I was going to study. Yeah. Like that was not an issue for me. But I look back and go, okay, like some people, school is not that. School was always easy for me. Totally. So it was, it just made sense. That's where my friends were. That's where the information I needed for life was going to be in terms of I know what steps I need to take to get to where I want to get to. But more and more, so many kids are just so turned off of school and the idea of going to college for four more years and then to get a advanced degree so two more years or if it's med school or something complicated even more and there's so many it's a i think it's unfortunate that society places such a high bar on an education system that isn't even good anyway yeah there's so many flaws with it totally um that the idea of like going to a trade school or something or you know just getting into a business with somebody you know and working hard in that business and working your way up all of those things are super valuable too. For you sure. You don't have to get some amazing degree from some amazing school right. to be successful. And I feel like kids feel so much pressure from yeah. that. Like I'm I'm kind of like jealous and impressed about your high school experience. Like, oh, that didn't sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and that's coming from somebody who also was not stressed out about school at all and yeah. managed to do relatively well. 
but I don't know. We all It's just the personality of each individual. Totally. Yep. Like if school is your thing, then excel at school and go do that. If school isn't your thing, then excel at life and yeah. be yeah. with people and find that. what you excel at. It's, Right, and I think I think that's such a big thing to tell our students, our high schoolers, is find what you're passionate about. Yeah. Like I feel like it's so hard because parents want you to do certain things to then set you up for the college and maybe yeah. later on start figuring out what you're passionate about. But it, it almost seems uh, crazy and backwards to me that we expect our 16 to 17 to 18-year-olds to start thinking about what they want to do for their yeah. entire <clears throat> life. Yeah. When I'm like, you don't know crap about anything because you have no life experience. You know, you don't, you don't. And so, if you have found your passion, look for your passion in high school. Be committed. Start looking for those things at that point. So then you can hopefully set yourself up for a future. Yeah. Whether that's being an electrician or that's being a pastor somewhere or being the president of the United States, figure out what you're passionate about and just key in on that. Work on that. There's no shame in, in, you know, working a being a, a ditch digger. Like, who cares? You know, if you love digging ditches, do it. Do it. You know, do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And I hope you, that you love doing that and find your passion. So I think instead of high schools trying to like put an emphasis on people going to college, because like I lost out for me, I felt like almost pressure in mm-hmm. a way because they were so get you ready for high school. I wanted them to get re- me. Re- I'd rather them get me ready for life. Right. Like instead of taking like an economics class, teach me how to do taxes. Teach me how to Bro, do come on. like good things that we yeah. need to actually know in life or I'm not going to need to know economics. Like maybe like it was stamped, but it doesn't need to be a full six month class where I can instead, why don't we put something that I can actually apply to my real life, like cooking or like, sure. like that. Like I burn a grilled cheese. Like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. Like I, I, teach me how to do that instead. Praise God. <laughs> We're going to take a sidebar and re-examine. Ask the question that is in your head. So how did you burn the grilled cheese? So the the bread got really dark, like r- real dark, and were the cheese didn't. So were you not watching it? I, no, I watched it. I watched oh. very intensely. So I did. If you were going to make a grilled cheese, yeah, okay. what's the first step that you would do? You got to butter the bread. <laughs> Guess what Jake did not do? I'm not a huge fan of butter. So like Wait. I didn't butter the pan. I didn't butter the bread. I just put the bread down, and I put a slice of cheese and a slice of ham on it, and then I put another piece of bread, and then I flipped it over when I thought it was appropriate. Number one, that's wild. You're just putting raw dog bread in the pan like that? <laughs> that's crazy. I've heard people put mayo on it. And, no, and I, hate ma- absurd, I hate but, mayonnaise. <laughs> okay, that's, that's honestly wild. <laughs> Yeah, it does the same thing. That's a wild choice that you made, my friend. Uh, and he cooked yeah. it on high. I, I also didn't realize that you're supposed to cook it on not high. No. No, no. one told you, me. You cook very few no things. No one tells on me high. these things. So I. So good point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. High school failed me. Okay, so, okay. well, <laughs> I don't know if you go directly so like into that, I, but sure. Teach me how to cook a good grilled cheese instead of still not doing good. I, I, so recently I, I did try, I tried it again. Where I, I buttered it, I I put it on low for most of the time, and it still just wasn't great. I, oh. I can't get the middle to melt yet. I maybe I need to change the cheese. Maybe what's I, your yeah? What's your cheese look like? Like a craft yellow one. Oh, oh that's it. It's just not melting. Out of the package, out of the plastic. Uh, out of a package that it's like touching other ones. The, not, there's no plastic next to it. 
Wait, okay. So a block of cheese is what you're saying? Or are you <laughs> no, saying no, 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 craft no, no. singles? No, 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 no. They're like the slices the that singles. are like touching each other. They're not like this. No, 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 not singles because they're the ones that separate about plastic. This one's they're not the slices aren't individually. Okay. They're like just in one long piece of plastic where they're all like oh down I on see each other. Bro, see that's I think that's part of your problem is you need to get craft singles. Okay. It's not really cheese, I feel like at this point, but it's so good. It's the it's only it, like what if I just use canned cheese? That see, why are you gonna set yourself up for a disaster and disgustingness? Canned cheese, bro. Craft singles oh, that craft singles will melt in your hand if you leave it in your hand long <laughs> enough. That's it's what true. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you just slap that on your bread. All right, I put it on my grocery grocery and, list. And th- let me just tell you really quick what I would do. So get whatever kind of bread you like. If you like whole wheat, fine. That's that's for you. No. But I like specifically just plain old white bread. Yeah. Yes, and so sir. what I do? Butter the sides. Obviously, first thing, first step. Put it on probably medium low, medium low heat mm. on your small little pan. And then you need to get three slices of cheese. Okay, so that's a lot. It sounds a like a lot, move. but really? you need to. So what you need to do is wow. unpack each of them. <laughs> One of them you need to f- break it in half because what happens is you can't put a single slice of cheese to cover it because you're a psychopath because the edges aren't going to get covered. And then what I don't want to hear is you put, oh, why don't you put the other one and you just overlap the other one. Then you're psychotic because you have too much cheese in the middle and not enough on the sides. So what you need to do is it takes a, a craft single and a half to cover entirely a slice of bread. And then you do the exact same thing on top, Got shingle it. it, and then just set it on. Let it sit. Don't walk away because some people walk away. They go pee. They get a soda out of the refrigerator in the garage, whatever they do. Don't do that. Sit and watch it. Lift it up every once in a while. Make sure and then flip it. Take you like five minutes and then you're ready to go home. All right. Next week I'll make one and I'll let you know how it goes. I need a picture of it. Okay. <laughs> I need I need a picture of it. I need it posted on the Instagram or oh, at least man. a story and just see what the results look like. Oh man. No people pressure. Are gonna, people are gonna destroy no me. Pressure. Just I'm just saying. It's gonna be great. Just saying. I found a really good enchilada recipe. I'm gonna try pretty soon. Yeah. He oh. com- he comes at me. We're leaving from FCA and he's yeah. like, Oh, by the way, I found this enchilada recipe I want to make. I was like, I, You want to try to make enchiladas? I've in made in like actual hands. real things with my friends and they turn out really good. I can yeah. make sushi on my own. Oh. But I I know how to cook rice. I know how yeah. to like spread it nicely on. Okay. On seaweed paper. I love yeah, seaweed yeah. paper. Okay. Um, and then I take like imitation crab and I shred it up and I just put it in and you yeah. roll it up. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So to go back to the high school, how they fa- <laughs> how high school failed us all at yes. some point in yes. our careers. Um, I was in Hero, so small learning communities at um, Long Beach Unified mm-hmm. School District. That's I was in something called Hero, which is home economic related occupations. So I did cooking classes. Nice. I also – Found out how to sew patches and clothes, so then I, I and I know how to crochet a scarf. Hey. Oh. So there are there are opportunities for us to learn well, maybe on some it. skills. But I think also to go back even further is like they should be teaching us about mortgages. They should be teaching us about a loan process, healthcare, percentages, interest, all of the, buying a car. Like that that process is so complicated, True. and they don't tell us crap about that. Credit gotta, scores, we, we learn on our own, or you know our parents should be teaching us, but. I think there's an opportunity for high schools to be teaching us things that maybe maybe are a little bit more practical mm-hmm. in that sort of in that like field. Just call so. it practical life, and you either take it senior year or something like that. Like, See, there you go. Just maybe you can thing. teach it. Oh, oh, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> practical life by Jake. Let Mathis. me let me learn how to do taxes first, okay. and then maybe I could teach someone. Bro, honestly, TurboTax. Do you have that? 
No, I don't have to use taxes. I don't get paid. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay. Well, then, you don't. Yeah. He's what are you talking about? things that don't actually apply. apply. But they will. Yeah. And the like. taxes and the they will. car purchasing. Those yeah. aren't things. That they will. Okay. He needs at this point. Yeah. Go get TurboTax for sure. Uh, yeah. Not a, not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I've been on TurboTax for like 10 years, and yeah. that's just knock those out in 15 minutes totally. every time. Because I don't great. have complicated taxes. Right. I make money. I don't pay anything. I don't have dependents. Yeah. See ya. Love it. In and out quick. I was going to tell a side story really quick that we got off on that, but my friend, one of my good friends, making French toast. Oh, man. The process for French toast, right? You make yeah. the batter. Oh, man. You dip the bread in the batter. Right. You put it on the thing and you warm it up. There you go. It's great. Perfect. Sure. Easy. No one had ever told him that. We're okay. in college. Makes the batter. Takes the bread. Okay. Puts it in the toaster. Stop. <laughs> toast the bread. Dude. Out comes the bread. Dips it in the mix and eats it. <laughs> Wait, so he's just eating raw eggs? Yes. <laughs> what a savage. <laughs> he was doing this. We, it was a house that like six, seven of our friends were all living in. Stop. And so like he's up earlier than the rest of them this one day and he does this and someone walks in and goes, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making French toast. Oh. No, you're not. My gosh. That was fantastic. If he were to ever murder somebody, he can claim insanity for eating <laughs> French <said>. toast <laughs> as an example of how is your friend insane? What are some examples how he ate French toast? That's one of my favorite food I, prep stories. I have Love one that. more food story real quick. Yeah. Um, I we Me and my friends would stay like a week at someone's house because his parents would go to like Mexico for like a week during the summer. Okay. And so like they like the parents would tell me and another guy to go stay with him so that way he had people with him. Sure. And, like the family really liked us and so like that. So like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? So I I wake up earlier than most people because I wake up at 7 every day pretty much no matter what. Yeah. Unless it's been a late night. But like normally I wake up at 7. So I, I'm waking up. I'm like I'm gonna make cinnamon rolls for my friend. So I, I my friend who's also awake at the time because he was like watching like the news or something. I don't know what he was doing. He's weird. Um, so like he was like watching something, and then I I'm like, hey, I'm gonna jump in the shower. There's cinnamon rolls in the oven. Can you take them out when like they're done? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So I go take a shower. I, I took like a 20 minute shower. It was a nice okay. shower. So I, I got oh, out. Thank you for that. Yeah, I I got out and um I I walk into the kitchen and it's full of smoke. Stop. Absolutely full of smoke. I go, what are you doing? And then I see him passed out on the couch. I'm like, no, you can't do this right now. So I opened up the thing and I like I turned everything off and they were just black. Like no the way. darkest things I've ever seen in my life. Like the pieces of coal. And I put I put frosting on it and I said, you're going to eat this. Stop. And he ate it. And he said – he like he started choking. And I was yeah. like, yeah, well, eat another one. <laughs> and that was it. That's gnarly. That's a lot of carcinogens. <laughs> That's what? not good. What? Carcinogens. You never heard of that? No. It's like the, the when things get really burnt, like super burnt to the point where it's like basically carbon or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not good for you. It's so carcinogens. It's basically eating charcoal. Let I'm me ask sorry. You, it's okay. But let me ask you a question first, Jake, to go back to your shower. Okay. So I need to understand. Do you pee in your shower or do you pee in the toilet before? So... In my own private shower, because I don't have my own bathroom right now, because okay. my bathroom's under construction. Okay. In my own private shower, I would pee in it. Okay. But if I'm at somewhere else's shower, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Okay. That's well, my very own respectful. Personal one, I'm like, yeah. And then I'll, I'll like put a little soap down, clean it, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like someone else's, no. 
Okay. Okay. Just that's it. I just wanted to ask. What about Jacob, you? Jacob, you living you, in Bomber? a house with a lot of people. <laughs> oh, I it, pee in the toilet. <laughs> really? Before you shower? Hundred percent. Oh my gosh! I whoever if you were to invite me to your house to shower, that's good to know. I would I would pee. Cody, Cody pees in the shower. So See, I would have peed directly in it. Yeah, well. not even a second thought. So beware, I guess. Is that it's a warning? <laughs> this is a go, warning. Possibly depends how you feel about it. Okay. Yeah, it's a shower. It's getting clean. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, just put exactly. some soap down. It's a comfort thing for me. It just feels weird. <laughs> some soap down. Just make sure it's. Yeah, soap. but if I'm someone else's place, I, I couldn't do it. Or if I'm in a hotel, couldn't do it. But my own personal one, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's mine. Okay. No one else goes in here but me. Or if they're in it, that's their own fault. Gotcha. Taking mm. their life into their own hands when they enter your personal shower. Right. Mm-hmm. So, moving on from our cooking and peeing stories. Mm. I titled this Food and Life Skills Digression. Oh, mm. nice. We might still have more life skills going on. Um, how is your life right now? Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, those or are two say? very different questions. Okay. <laughs> like so what, are, what is your life like? Yeah, like, what are you doing now other than, like, what does life look like for you? Okay, so right now I currently still live with my my mother. Mm-hmm. That was hard for me. And my brother, who goes to Artesia High School. Um, I'm going to be moving out in the next three months in January, which is super cool. Um, some of the areas that I'm thinking about living, maybe behind that Trader Joe's off of Bellflower over there, or okay. Redondo and uh, Broadway, so or down there in that sort of Got it. place in Long Beach. Um and then basically I'm getting married on March 7th. So Let's what go. the what the freak? Yeah, super sick. It's a good month. I know. So it's a lot of a lot of moving and even in the next year. So that's brand new. Um if I think about 5 years, I don't know. I kind of want to have kids pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um my future wife doesn't want to have kids that quickly. <laughs> but um, you know, if if I had it my way specifically, I would move into a two bedroom house. We would have a baby within the first two years of marriage. So at that point, I would have a three-year-old, which is – that's wild to think about. Um, (laughs) If we're thinking five years, I would have a three-year-old. I'd be living with my wife in Long Beach, Um, still doing ministry, love ministry, don't see myself um, moving from youth ministry in the next five years, so still be doing that for sure. Um, Start – maybe even start thinking about what it would look like to – you know start a church plant in the future, mm-hmm. future, future at that point, um, just to see where God would take me. But that, I think that's part of it too, is just letting God do whatever he's going to do yeah. with my life. But at that point also maybe have a five years, maybe not a degree, maybe a degree. I don't know. Hopefully a degree in ministry, something along those lines. We'll see what that looks like. But like I said, I'm rekindling my passion for school right now mm-hmm. currently. So we'll see what that looks like, but that would be the hope generally. Nice. Five years. Not too personal, but how did you meet your wife and all that jazz? Um, through friends of friends. So she was actually one of the people. So, okay, I guess we could talk about this topic. She more or less missionary dated me in a in a weird way. So she was one of the people that I found that was living life differently from mm-hmm. people maybe that I've experienced before. And so um, through that, I ended up liking her um, and then came to Christ, and then we started dating after that. So missionary dating, you can call it that, sure. But yeah. it, was, it wasn't it was something like it was like, you know, 
her process is I'm going to get this guy to accept Christ and then I'm going to date him. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't that like thought out, Mm -hmm. but, um, she was one of those people who lived differently that I saw that I thought was like, this is really cool. Then gave my life to Christ. Then we started dating shortly after. So, yeah. So that's how we met friends of friends. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you see yourself with a dog in the future? Oh, a dog for sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, let's see. Maybe like a, a long-haired wiener dog. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Dachshund. Cute little stumpy guy. Just living life oh, or no. her life. Wait, you, you're oh, talking no. about a cute stumpy dog and you're not going to bring up a corgi? No. See, corgis are too much for oh. me. Oh, man. They're too much. They're they're like – I feel like they're they're a hot, hot um, – what, what am I trying to say? They're very like in season right now. They're like a fad dog. Does that make sense? Like they're fad. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, so that's why. My goal one day is to retire up in like Big Bear area. Yeah. Like see myself like being like 70 and doing this. Retire, be up there and having a corgi farm where I just breed corgis and just sell them and stuff. Oh. Oh, wow. Like all naturally, like free range corgis. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you guys this. Do you let dogs lick your mouth? I don't let dogs lick me. At all? No. no. Really? Not even on the hand no. or anything? Not about it. Only, I, only as like a, I'm in your house. Okay. And I need you to like me. Gotcha. And I understand the dog's process of yeah. smelling and licking. So okay. only as necessary means of you being okay with me, I'm going to let you lick my hand. Okay. That but makes sense. Thor, so we have two dogs, Elton and Thor. Yeah. Thor is... Older, and he's okay. a little something mix. He's not very big. And he will just sit there and lick Chuck's legs for oh. extended periods of time. Stop. And you can just hear it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my, go away. Like, it's so yeah. gross for me. That's too much. And yeah. I just am, no, none of that. Yeah. None of that. What about you, Jake? I wouldn't necessarily, like... Mouth, I would say highly no. Like I would try okay. best to get away as fast as possible. But like, you know, if they're gonna like, if they're in the mood to love you and lick you a few times, I'm right. not gonna like slap them away. I'm gonna let oh. them do yeah. one or two, but not my mouth. Okay, mouth, not no, not the mouth. I, I'm pretty sure my sister is the opposite. Uh, she she dated a guy who would let the dog eat off his ice cream, and that was pretty bad for me. I don't share my food with people. I'm not sharing yeah. it with the dog. With the dog. Okay. How about you? No. Absolutely. <laughs> no. There's a, there's a special place in heaven for people that let dogs lick their mouth like, like crazy people. There's no <laughs> way I'm letting a dog lick inside of my mouth. But, yeah, a, a few licks. That's very cute. It's very it's very nice and endearing. I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one on the cheek. But sure. Like, I'm anywhere near the mouth, I'm like, hey, I'm going to move my head over a little bit. If you follow, you're off. Like, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's where I'm at with, with the dog licking What is sitch. the point of a little dog? Um, they're cute. cute. What? It's more cute. convenient. Cats are the same size. You can put a little dog. I, I'm a cat person, though. So I'm going to argue yeah. for a little dog, too, though, because my sister has two little dogs that I okay. love. And they, they're more acceptable in apartments. They're more acceptable in like smaller places. Like yeah. you can take ben them cats? on airplane. No, I'm saying like than a bigger dog. Because you asked what the thing is for big dogs. For little or, dogs. For little dogs. For I'm little saying dogs. the argument for a dog person that they would like okay. to have a little dog so that they can keep them small 
Okay. And they're more acceptable in apartments normally, and they're less aggressive normally. So why the dog then a cat in that situation if they're the same size? I mean, size I, I would have a cat. But. Oh. So for me, specifically, why would I want a smaller dog? I think less likely to break things, not bigger bodies, you know, easier yeah. to take care of, I think. Less food to buy, mm-hmm. um, little poops to clean up. Yep. Um, so, so that I think, if we're thinking practical dog usage, you know, I don't need a big dog to go fetch like a, a bird for me after I shoot it in the you know forest. <laughs> so a little dog will do just fine. Um, so if I have a house, dachshunds are really good at, at killing rats, and so they actually. We're bred to like get into tunnels and to kill, you know, certain Cats varmints. Cats are good at the mouse thing too. So that Sometimes. works. So then I think specifically that's why I'd want a smaller dog as well. Um, and and they're cute. And maybe I want to throw it in a bag and carry it around town. I don't know. I have the I have the option for that. I, for a big dog, I don't have the option oh, to throw it I, in a bag. I but okay, but then the cat. So why a dog as opposed to a cat? I, like I said earlier, I, some I cats know. don't have the personality. I think most of the time, I feel like they're they're more into themselves, you know, versus being with you. I feel like most, of, you know, ninety maybe. I don't what am I throwing out statistics <laughs> for? I feel like Random. most. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So there's uh, no. So I feel like most of the time, dogs super stoked to see you, run up to you, jump on your legs, excited mm-hmm. to see you, no matter what. You know, cats. I feel like some of them can care less about you. Or your existence on this earth, so that that makes me like them more. Really, I'm just so entertained by that. Like, oh, yes, the nonchalant. Now. I'm done with this petting now. You can leave. Like, mm. I just love that they're just okay. so okay. I love that. Gotcha, gotcha. In my perfect world, I have a corgi and a cat, though. So, oh, would you let the the cat ride the corgi? Uh, yeah, like awesome. a furry bus. Yes. If that if the cat were to do that, I Definitely. wouldn't kick it off. Okay. Um side note, my friend sent me a picture of a sixty pound corgi the other day and it is a monster. That sounds awesome. It's like a mix with 60? something and he's he looks like a corgi like perfectly and he's just I don't remember who sent me it, but I have to find it and it's just it's a unit. <laughs> yeah. It's a unit. A large I like unit. that. I like um, that. Okay, one so one of my students just Snapchatted me, and oh. he's at he's at Staples Center right now for the Laker game tonight. Okay. He got there super early, so yeah. apparently he's just, like, walking around and hanging out in the Staples Center. Sure. Sends me a picture of himself with AC Green. Really? No big deal. That is so sick. So that's no weird. way, bro. This is not real. Yeah, it is. No, it's – no way, dude. There's no way. Uh, yeah, What? Yeah, if it's that big, it's got to weigh more than sixty pounds. That a. is a unit of a dog. That's terrible. I want it. Have you seen? Why those? is the com- Why is the caption a massive chunk? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What do you mean? I don't know. I, um, I don't like that. Have you seen on the topic of large animals? Have you seen those like raptor chickens? Those chickens are like gigantic. They're like Argentinian chickens. I, I think I have. Seen and they're that. like the size of like a velociraptor. They're no. terrifying. No, no. They are. They're I not see. that big. They're giant. They're, they're not human size. Uh, here, I pulled up a video, and I, this is poor radio, but <laughs> so it's this ginormous dude chicken yeah. coop that this probably four to five foot tall chicken 
walks out of. He's got feathers everywhere. There's no and way. Uh, that is absurd. Yeah. yeah that uh, would eat me. We have it's very large. We have emus at our summer camp. Yeah. And they terrify me every single time because I'm like, right. one, have you ever heard what emus make for sounds? No. Very, very deep, like, clicks. And so, like, in the middle of the night, you'll just hear, like, these, like, deep clicks, like, happening. Like, no, 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 no. Like, what? scary. And so, like, you just, like, walk out and you're like, oh, there's the emus. Oh, well. But, like, they're just terrifying little animals. And they're just, like, That's all the time. scary. I'm not a huge fan of emus or big birds. Brahma, Brahma roosters. Oh, I thought it was our Brahma? B-R-A-H-M-A. Like. That's wild. The Brahma bull, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. Brahma roosters. That's one of them. Interesting. There you go. Facts for life. Love that. I'll teach you that in high school. <laughs> Learn about raptor chickens. Dude, that could feed like an Argentinian family for like three weeks. Probably. Goodness. We really went on an adventure there. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> it was pretty fun, though. Yeah, I, I, I hope like people enjoyed. I like that. <laughs> so we're going to bring it back to Jacob's life again. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask a question. Oh, I was going to say, how much trouble are you going to be in with your fiancé about this baby situation? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I I watched the show A Million Little Things. Yeah. And okay. that, that's a topic between one of the couples is, like, early on in their relationship, they agreed to not have kids. Oh. And then as life progresses, the husband really wants to have a kid. And the wife still steadfastly does not. And that keeps coming up, and he keeps getting in trouble because he keeps hinting oh. at things in public or doing other things. And Love that. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. I don't think I'll be in trouble. We'll see, though. You know what I mean? She knows that you want him right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for it's sure within five years. It's healthy discussion. It, it, yeah, it's, exactly. It's fine. It's yeah, there's compromise yeah. there, too. Um, Does she also work in youth ministry or? No, she's actually a florist. So she owns oh. her own company, but then also freelances for other florists. So, yeah. So, so you're expecting your house to be nice and uh, vibrant with plants? Full, yes. Very. I, I want to live literally in a jungle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope you're not allergic to anything. <laughs> I'm allergic to nothing. Oh, good. So to even – we're just going to go down a rabbit hole. Let's go. Okay. We've already done it So times. this is what I believe – and this is probably not good at all, <laughs> but I believe in survival of the fittest. Do you guys have any allergies? Yes. No. What? what? <laughs> sunscreen. Okay, but not deathly allergic to sunscreen. It's not great, but it's not – yeah, I'm not going to die. No. This is what I believe. Okay. Okay. We have been created in such a way. Some of us have allergies, you know. Mm-hmm. The earth is getting overpopulated. So – I say we stop making EpiPens altogether. Oh, okay. Boy. So everybody that has an allergy, survival of the fittest. Sorry, you weren't designed to live on this earth if you can't be around a can of peanut butter, or if you can't I'm get sorry a little Sorry to beasting. our peanut allergy people. I'm, uh, maybe maybe they should just go. Uh, obviously, I'm just joking. <laughs> That's a ridiculous theory or want to have in life. But in my mind, I'm like, if maybe people are curious, like why we have so many people in the world now. It's because all these people with these insane allergies and everything else that would have that died have the potential to kill you used to actually kill everybody, right? Because they didn't have a way to they wouldn't know fight it. You eat a peanut. Sorry, throat closes Bye. up. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> terrible. Morbid. That would be such a terrible way to go. It's rough. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I think that from time to time. Obviously, I'm a person that doesn't have allergies, yeah. so I'm able to think that way. Because otherwise, I probably wouldn't think the same thing. I just feel bad for people that can't have nuts, that can't have dairy, that, that can't, can't have, have gluten. Oh, yeah. I'm lo- slightly allergic to milk, too, but it's not terrible. Oh. I just can't like drink. lactose. Yeah, I just can't drink actual milk. Like you get the farts or what? Oh. Oh. Get something. Oh. <laughs> what is the something? Like die uh, die? You get the die die? <laughs> the die die? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Oh, apparently. Like, well, yeah. you would know. Well, it just sends you right to a toilet pretty much. Uh, oh. Not like instantly, Mama. but like within 30 minutes of digesting actual milk, it's rough. Really? Yeah. You would survive though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I became lactose intolerant, I'd just be like, too bad. I, I mean, I still life. eat cheese. I'm drinking and milk. Wait, I, I, yeah, he, milk. wait, I have a serious question for you. Okay. How do you Uh-oh. like your milk? Um, whole and cold, ice cold. Like, do you put ice in your milk? No. Good. That's not necessary. He puts ice in his milk like I a put savage. Really? Two cubes in the cup. In what size glass? It doesn't matter. It's all oh, good. any any well, size. The ones I usually use are like the souvenir cups you get from stadiums. That's what I oh, okay. use okay. whenever I'm drinking anything. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so also I the put, family you live with has like 40 of them. I'm very impressed by that. Yeah, oh. we have cups from Angels and Rams and Cowboys. There's so many. It's very impressive. All the stadiums that. that they go to. Okay. So, so in those cups I'll put two. If it's a normal like dinner glass, which I don't use very often because that just means I have to fill it three times in the course of a meal. So I'm just going to fill one big one up instead of having. Gotcha. That's my. So if it's one glass like that, then I'll put one ice cube in. Okay. But the point is sometimes over the course of the meal, like today, right. I, after <laughs> stupid, after I had class this morning, sure. I this has been my habit now, which is terrible, and it's going to stop eventually. But after class, because class is too early for me to like get up and do breakfast, because my right. alarm's going off at 6.20, I get out of there by 7, but it takes me like 20 minutes to get out of bed, yeah. and I'm just not going to make breakfast. Sure. So class ends at 9, I go through McDonald's drive through and I get two sausage McMuffin with egg and two That's so rounds. far all the way? No, it's not from City. It's on Woodruff and Delamo. Then it's one block over. <clears throat> this guy. So that's... That's the routine. Cost yeah. eight dollars sixty three cents. I ask oh. for my four ketchups and I move on with my life. Okay. So I get home, I get home, and I get the milk. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, I'm watching TV. It takes some time to do the whole meal. Yeah. And I get enough milk so that I have once the food's done, I still have some milk left over. I'm okay. just gonna chug all the milk right then because that's not comfortable. Right. So I like sip it for a few minutes. Sure. But I want the last sip to still be cold. Mm. So I need to have an ice cube in there. It's not mm. going so slow that the ice is melting and watering down the yeah. milk because right. I'm not about that. Right. But that it's gross. cold enough. It keeps it cold. Yeah. And that's what I need. I can't do this warm milk stuff. Interesting. I can't so do milk. I, I've only had people complain about it. Okay. It's pretty weird. It's, yeah. People are very against the ice in the milk. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be. But then I did it. And oh. I was like, this is, this is my life now. Yeah. Sure. You can, you can exist in that can't way. can't do it. Yeah. So if you go up to Hume Lake ever, they have a great milk dispenser. It pipes yeah. it out so cold, frosty on the lips. Dude, it's so good. You if get a little on your mustache. If it was camp, I think we should definitely do it. But it's on all summer. What does that even mean? Well, that's true. All right. We, <laughs> we should do 
Hume sometimes. Oh, you can. Anyways. We're not going to say anything bad about Hume. It's expensive. It is. It is. We don't exist. I agree. Space. I agree. Um, Maybe just find out what uh, their, their, just their little um, milk fountain. Just true. figure it out. I don't know. I Call them up. But what does it dispense? Does it dispense milk? milk? I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but like at our retreat, it was labeled 2%, and I'm pretty sure it tasted like 2%, and I... I live on two percent. I can't do whole. I can't do fat free. Okay. I can tell. I think I think it's a two percent. It's it's a low percentage. It's not skin. So why nor is it whole? Why why do you lean whole? Dude, because I'm just gonna go out and say it. Daddy likes it thick, dude. You know what I mean? With three C's. I don't know, dude. That's why I like it thick. Oh, I like it. Man. I like it to coat my mouth. I like it. You know? I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but there's something about it that it needs to be as thick as possible. It just oh, goes man. down so smooth. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. All right. I just yeah. Okay. I have Good a very, answer. Good answer. Yeah. I have a very serious question. Sure. What is your favorite dipping sauce for like chicken strips? Barbecue. Like that? It's that simple. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, that really. But how do you feel? Put so much pressure off of my shoulders. Ketchup? Yeah. Individually, how do you feel about ketchup and how do you feel about ranch? I feel. I feel good about both of those. I would rather dip my fries in ketchup, mm-hmm. so that specifically goes to that. Ranch, I, I like ranch on occasion, mostly on salads, I feel like, mm-hmm. but uh, an occasional strip or two. Uh, well, then you get into, like, what kind of ranch are we talking about? Are we talking about watery, nasty ranch? Are we talking yeah, about thick no. buttermilk? All ranch is Once nasty again, ranch. as we have learned, I like things that are thick. <laughs> thick buttermilk ranch is Jack the way I would prefer it. See, see, you the, get it, Bomber. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Barbecue sauce is my go-to for almost everything. What What does that mean? Like spaghetti? No. Too? Oh. Like <laughs> no, like everything? things you would dip things in. So like chicken oh. strips, pizza. Pizza? Oh, pizza, man. <laughs> that's wild. See, Dude, that's wild. Pizza's great with barbecue sauce. But there's no way you're changing the entire flavor profile of of what is it supposed to be. Good. It's gonna be <laughs> great no matter what. Okay. Why don't you just get a barbecue pizza? I do normally, and then I dip it more barbecue sauce. Or okay. say, have That's you ever? That's true. Had... We were at Pyology last Thursday. Oh man, I got a lot he, of barbecue. He sauce. doesn't the sauce he gets. He just gets the barbecue. He doesn't put the marinara yeah, or like the alfredo. Sure. He just puts barbecue. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. Have you ever had a pizzone from Pizza Hut? A pizzone? Yeah. So that's pretty much a pizzone or a calzone. A calzone. So, but they're yeah. Pizza Hut ones, so they're called pizzones. I dip mine in my Marketing, extra yeah. wing sauce. Which is barbecue sauce. Like if I get okay. a barbecue wing, so I dip it in that, so I have like the extra barbecue sauce taste. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't go that far. No, I I am the most anti ketchup person you'll probably ever meet. Oh, I and despise ranch. ketchup. And ranch. I I hate ketchup more. Okay. And then like my and I don't even like mustard. Okay. So I like a hot dog. I'll put relish on relish only. Wait, <laughs> sorry, sorry for everybody that awkward pause. I was just trying I to calculate in my brain, just relish, huh? Yeah, man, relish is fantastic. Not even like a whole grain mustard. Not no, even a deli? no, mustard is nah. Not even a sweet honey, honey Gray, mustard. Grape poupon. Grape poupon. Mustard yeah. just doesn't look appetizing to me, and I just don't like the taste and interesting texture's weird. Like guacamole, I don't like guacamole either, or avocado. Yeah, born and raised in Southern California. Doesn't like avocado and guacamole. Because because um, green. It's the color. The color is an green issue. Green mush. Oh, so you're you're a color man. What about texture? Are you texture guy? Uh, it depends on the item. Um, okay. One of the most interesting things I ever had was uni, which is sea urchin. Sea urchin, yeah. And soft. 
it's something. Oh. I, I put it on my tongue and I've it became a liquid time. down my throat, and yeah. I'm like, I can't ever do that again. You don't like that? No. Have you had foie gras before? No. That, that's um goose liver, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. duck, one but of the it's two. Very, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you know that? I watch a lot of Food Network. Oh my! I follow yeah. them on Instagram and I see Food Network stuff all the time. Like, um, that's why I want to be. That's why I want to learn how to cook better. I watch these things like, wow. Yeah. But no, I've not had mm-hmm. foie gras. Foie gras, yeah. Foie gras. So, so that's um, yeah, it's it's. Duck liver, and it's so supposed. It's super soft, like it's very mushy. How do you feel about cottage cheese? I love cottage um, cheese. When oh, I was fan. little, okay. When I was little, I used to love it, and I just haven't ate it. Like oh, okay. it's, it's not. People, people put like cantaloupe or something in it. I'm like, what are we doing? Dude, it trips me out. People put like savory items in yeah. cottage no, cheese. Just give me just cottage. Like cheese. I enjoyed it when itself. I was little, yeah, okay. but I haven't had it since. So I don't like. I don't go out and buy cottage cheese, so I don't know. Maybe if I try it right now, maybe I won't like it. Interesting. It kind of reminds me of like a white grits. White grits. Yeah. Opposed to dark grits? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Grits are like yellow. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I'm going to say this. I think you're crazy for only putting relish on your hot dog. Agreed. I'll say that. Yep. Uh, I do agree with you, barbecue sauce. sauce, though. I do like barbecue sauce. Can't disagree with you there. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's all i got to say about that. Condiments. I feel healthy with my my question. Yeah, that's fine. I'm very glad that I have a fellow barbecuer here. Yeah, so good. But we're on the same page ranch wise. Mm. That's nice. Good for you. But ranch, I can't do ranch. The only thing I can do ranch is with cheese it chicken as the breading. That's the only thing I can do. Cheese it chicken. chicken. Yep. Uh, oh man, you need to try this. This is my best recipe. <gasps> Your best recipe. It, well, I didn't make it up. Did you create it? Oh, no, you didn't no. create it. But it's Bummer. the best thing I make. Okay. So. It's like chicken breasts, like tenders. So it's like long chicken tenders, and you 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 uh, dose them in ranch. You like flip them over and stuff, and then you crush up cheeses and you like bread it in it, and then you bake it. Oh, so it's, it's just fantastic. breaded chicken, but the breading is cheese. It's fantastic. Love that. Like top ten things I've had in my life. Wow. Right behind chicken cordon bleu. Oh, oh, yeah. you're fancy boy with the oh. ham and cheese. In oh the yes, middle. and escargot and all that. Uh. Yeah. Oh, are you French? No, I'm not. Oh, how do you Good. feel about baguettes? Uh, well, I mean, so funny story about oh. baguettes is sometimes oh. when my mom goes grocery shopping, we'll okay. only buy one just so I can eat it while we are like walking around the store, and then we check it out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, Wait. Check, we still buy it. No, yeah, of course. But I'm eating it in the store. <laughs> That's so. Boy gets hungry. <laughs> Wait. Okay, so I understand. Like, you go to a grocery store. Maybe you're thirsty. And you go into those little refrigerators, you grab a Coke, and start drinking the Coke. That makes sense to me. You start eating a raw baguette. I mean, it's not no raw. Butter. It's not dough. It's it's bread, and you just eat it. <laughs> That's wild. That's not to me. weird. I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. To each their um, own. I'm not gonna judge you. Sometimes in your life. we'll go through like the deli, and I'll get chicken strips, and I'll eat them, and then we just put the empty bag up there and just scan it. And, like, yeah. are you dipping the chicken strips while you're walking around? Uh, no, that's a lot of work. That, and plus, I didn't know they sold barbecue sauce at the deli until I saw it the other day. I'm like, wow, I've been missing out. It's Sweet Baby Ray's, too. I'm like, oh, man, I'm missing out. Oh, mama, you're a bit missing out. It's a bummer. Yeah, I'll just eat a baguette. But I also – I don't like spaghetti, which is like the most French food. I don't like spaghetti. It's the most French food. <laughs> yeah, what else would be? <laughs> Wait. Wait, you mean you – mean a- <laughs> Wait, a French? Uh, wait, spaghetti is Italian. 
man. I love Italian food. So that's real. <laughs> I love Italian food. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize wow. that. Uh, you're 100% right now that I think about it. <laughs> oh man, that was rough for me. Oh, I love that. I hope somebody rewinds that over and over again. It's in the highlights. I have a list of highlights. That's good. I, every episode. I, I, I really hope the milk, thick, the thick milk thing is uh, going to be Daddy likes it thick. I'm <laughs> not going to not quote Daddy likes it thick. You have to. It's necessary. It's, oh, my goodness. Spaghetti is what? Italian. Yeah, yeah, you're oh. right. That's probably the only Italian food I don't like. I love um, Okay. I love uh, lasagna. It's like a meat pie, and I love it. Meat not pie. cake, I meant. It's like a cake. Oh, meat cake. Yeah. Okay. I love it. It's a f- Italian cake. That was my that was my nickname in middle school was Meat Cake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Do you imagine though? That'd be rough. I was really hoping you were gonna say enchilada. I love enchiladas, but that's definitely. I know that's why I was. Hoping. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like sandwiches. I. Why would you bring that up? So I like some sandwiches, but I don't like just like I don't like turkey. Okay. Turkey's really dry for me. It's just whatever. And I just, if I were to make food, it's not gonna be a sandwich. So like, I don't go get sandwiches really. He it, but like, he also doesn't like burritos or tacos. I, no, 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 no. That's not true. Okay. I do like How burritos often and am I tacos. Like Subway or Chipotle? You're like, nah. I don't, I don't like Chipotle. But I will eat Subway because I will eat a meatball marinara and okay. I will eat the roast beef thing or the new the tri-tip brisket. No okay. ads. Um, that's pretty good. Not a sponsor. Let Amanda me, hit, hit us up with that sponsor. Let Our me, friend Amanda works at Subway. Wait, why don't you like sandwiches? I feel like... It's just, I've, you know, bread is bread. And, like, sandwich meat sandwich meat. I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I like warm food, too. I don't like cold food, necessarily. I feel like America was built on sandwiches. America was probably built on Greece. Oh. oh like, Greece? Like the country? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really interesting, but no. Uh, more like... Um, Pizzas and hamburgers and right greasy boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this: Ooh, You don't like mayonnaise, huh? Oh, that's no. your damage. Okay, see, that's that's why you don't want a dry sandwich because you don't like. Yeah, yeah mayonnaise and mustard. Yeah, bro. That's see, yeah. that's your damage. That's your Neither problem. Neither one of those are a, a Jake thing. Okay, see, that's the see, issue. That's my sandwich, the top slice has mayonnaise and mustard on it. Yeah, and the bottom slice has Thousand Island on it. Oh, interesting. Thousand Island on the bottom. I'm not against that. I also because like In and Out with the sauce. Thousand Island on a burger. That makes sense. And then I was like, let's try this on a sandwich. I also don't like lettuce. Not a big lettuce fan. It's crunchy water. Oh, just that's whatever. It's texture. Kind of. Oh. No, he's like. You just said it's crunchy. Yeah, I just don't like lettuce. Oh. It's just I feel like it's a waste of space. Okay. Um, tomatoes. Do you like tomatoes? I don't like tomatoes, yeah, really. So you can't. Okay. You can't win. Yeah, yeah. What do you like, then? Just meat and cheese. Uh, Which, who doesn't? Barbecue but, like, sauce, bacon. Quesadillas. I'll, He's all about quesadillas. I'll eat an onion oh. on it, you know? Okay. Okay. You'll eat an onion on it. Onion ring. Not onion, onion. Onion rings, though. Uh, I don't like raw onions. You don't like raw onions? No, they're weird. You like them cooked? They're way stronger raw, and it's just weird. Right, right, right. Um... I, I have one more food question for you real oh, quick. Oh, okay. Love that. What is your favorite fast food burger? Fast food, fast food burger? Interesting. Wow. I Dude, if I'm being, to- if I'm being totally honest, I think it's a, a Carl's Jr. Famous Star. Good. 
There's something about their like mayonnaise ketchup mustard ratio that seems to be always on. I like the taste of their meat mostly. No, no, like gripe against In and Out, but something about a classic famous star is where it's at for me. For me, I feel like I've been burned out of In and Out almost. Where uh-huh. I'm not against it if someone's like, "Hey, let's go," and I'm like, "All right, fine," but it's never my choice to go to In and Out. Gotcha. Because, I mean, growing up in Southern California, growing up down the street from an In-N-Out, I've right. had it so much that I kind You've of – You've been spoiled. I'm not buying into the hype anymore necessarily where mm. I enjoy like a good Carl's Jr. Burger. I enjoy Five Guys. I enjoy MVPs. I enjoy mm. stuff like that. Mm. But he's not burned out on The Office. Oh, okay. I've watched The Office like six times through. Six times so I use All it ten seasons? So 60 nine, seasons. Yeah. Or it's only nine? Pretty sure it's nine. I don't know. You um, could be right. But yeah, I've, yeah, I've watched it all multiple times because I like to have it as background noise. So like when I do homework and stuff, I'll have it on. Not music. No. I music's, Music hits and misses me a lot of the time these days. Okay. Where sometimes I just don't want to listen to music. Like Because especially during the school year, I don't really listen to music as much because when I, I walk to school, so I listen to podcasts on the walk. So I try and make it think of it more of a mental thing. Yeah. So when I'm only when I listen to music is when I'm in people's cars and stuff. Like I don't listen, I don't go out of the way and listen to music necessarily. So. Gotcha. Unless sometimes I'll do it in the shower. Sometimes I'll sing along to them like Blink 182 in the shower. But like other than that, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Love that. I was just pointing out you allow yourself to be burnt out on one thing and not on another. Thing. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I believe that I can get burnt out on things and I'm not be burnt out. Just like, I, I will also watch every single Star Wars movie whenever I want and not be burnt out. This is true. Okay. Interesting. This is the most diverse episode yeah, of the show I mean, we have had. But it's been really good. We've had very good questions that we've all been able to conversate about. Yeah. Is it possible to re-enter the faith discussion? Yes, go ahead. Well, let's do it. We've been going through great segues. We've had great segues. This is, I can't even segue properly into, are you burnt out on Jesus? <laughs> um, oh, golly. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so back to starting your faith. Sure. Um, what, what was it that struck you as this is different and what I want to pursue? This is... Um, I can't think of words. This is not pursuable, but like inviting. This is enticing. This is like why was Jesus so formed? Like yeah, what drew you to Jesus? Totally. I think I think um, the biggest thing that I think about is the idea of community and mm-hmm. what that real community kind of looked like. Um, just because it was something that. I was so lacking in, in my life, just these people that seemingly cared so much about me. And not saying my parents didn't care about me, no. but, but I don't think care. Yeah, and I don't think they really knew how to care for their son, especially having a child so young. I think it was something that was lost a little bit and to you know, to see these people seemingly asking me how I was doing in such a way that it wanted me to talk about my life and open up, it just seemed a lot different. Um and, and so that was like the biggest thing that was attractive to me was just this idea of these this community of believers that all believed in the same thing. Maybe grew up in different backgrounds and different, you know, homes and, and different identities, but then still coming to the same realization that, that 
Christ is King. And so I think that for me was one of the biggest um, things that were, was attractive to me. Hmm. Yeah. So what was it specifically about um, Josh and Trent that made them so instrumental for you? Like who, cause I know Trent personally, Trent's amazing. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, what was it about who they were? that was a draw and like what what do you see in who they are mm. that helped shape who you are now yeah i think for sure the willingness to um step into the messiness of life um specifically being a new believer too i think we assume people should be all in the same um, wavelength with how they live their life as soon as they come to christ but for me it was a process for sure i didn't just start living in the same faith that i live in now mm-hmm. as i was still doing a lot of the same dumb things that i was doing even prior but finally realizing and them gently not calling me out but i would say calling me up to a place of like you you can do better than this like you're better than doing x y and z mm-hmm. out of love and respect and not yelling cuz in my life it was more of a yelling you're doing this this and this wrong and it's like, hey, why why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. And here's the reason why. Let me show you scripture. Yeah. And so there was just a loving way to to call up and not necessarily call out and to you know feel that love. So I think those were the people in my life that were able to do that really well, and that I found that was super instrumental in my relationship with Christ and, and bringing me closer to Him was those those conversations having with them. Yeah. What's a has there been a moment where God, like, what was the moment? Was there a specific moment? Because you talked about accepting sure. Christ in that moment. But was there, do you remember the moment that God was real for you? Like, you said it was a process. Was there mm. an aha moment? Mm. Or yeah. what did so, that look like? So it was at a camp. It was, um, Mike Erie was speaking. It was a college i think they called it college briefing at forest home Um, and i remember going and there was just this realization that that god was real during a cabin time that i had um with a group of guys that we were just discussing christ and it it just all became seemingly real to me it all fell into place of why my life was my life before i gave it to christ and where it is now like this realization that everything that i went through Everything that was, you know, before my accepting of Christ, all of the things that happened, I can, like, even see moments in high school that God was guiding me towards him. And then that college briefing is when it kind of all started to click to me that God was pursuing me before I even knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And so I remember that very distinctly as, like, one of the first moments I was like, oh, crap, like, this this thing is real. Like, this thing is good. Like, God has been pursuing me before I even knew who he was. Like, this, this is becoming more and more real to me. So that was kind of the first aha moment in my faith where I was like, okay, this is all falling in line. You know, there was a, there was a, a general belief like this, these things are true. Yeah. This is why they're true. But then a realization of like, even before I knew him, God was pursuing me. And that was like the first like, oh crap, like this is real, 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 you yeah. know? So, yeah. What is, um, what is something about God, Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like what's the most interesting or just enticing thing about him to you for sure just unending grace just the idea of we're taught in a society where we need to pay for our failures that we need to um, 
live up to a certain standard. We need to be a certain way. We need to act a certain way and that we need to pay for the things that we need to pay for. And knowing that Christ died for us and it's not about us anymore, it's all about him. And that realization that he did all of those things when we continued to sin and continue to do wrong, even now, I think that's the that's like the most attractive thing that I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be some carbon cut out copy of like some perfect form of a human Mm -hmm. that I can come to him as who I am, even when I mess up, even when I make mistakes, even when I fail, that God is still going to want me to come to him with open arms and say, there's still a seat at the table for you. No matter how far you've strayed, no matter how far you've gone, God still wants you to love him and come to him. So no matter how many times you fail, like there's an expiration date on relationships with just the human sense. Like if I continue to lie to somebody, if I continue to fail somebody, eventually it would be responsible for them to maybe break off that relationship. But, But Christ doesn't think that same way. Like that's not why he died on the cross for us. He still wants to continue to love us and to show us that grace. So mm-hmm. continue to forgive us. I think that is like the most appealing thing for sure. What was one of the first pieces of scripture that like shaped your faith, that shaped your view of your relationship with God? I think when I started becoming a leader in the high school ministry, that, that, um, I think it's first first Corinthians one eleven or eleven one. I forget at this point, but it was follow me as I follow Christ. And it was Paul saying that. And just this idea of if I'm leading these students, I need to I need to try to be that example of a believer to these students. And so they as they follow me, they should be following Christ and being that example. That was something that even as a leader today in a ministry, I still think about that. And my entire life and my existence is is, you know, this idea of me leading these students, like I should be also, you know, that example to them. And so that's something that I continue to think about even to this day, like starting out in, in student ministries and even to where I am now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any? No. Oh, we keep, okay. yeah. He doesn't tell me if he ever is going to, doesn't interject very much. So no, I like it. I can keep going. Um, Please. When... When approached with somebody who is curious and starting to go down that road and wanting to learn more, like we'll say a student. Sure. um, Which direction do you point them in first? Like what, what do you tell them to read first? What do you tell them to seek out first? Like if, if somebody is curious about the faith, and thinking that it might be something that they want a little bit more of, where as a as somebody in this position and right. you know leading young minds, like just out of yeah. curiosity, like where where is your space? Yeah, like, if I know? if I have the capacity and the opportunity to be able to go through as Trent did with me, the the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. like that's exactly where I lead kids to as well. You know, it's not in, it's not in creation. It's not in Genesis. Like we'll talk about that, obviously. Like yeah. that's something good to initially go off of. But I just go through strictly Gospel of John. That's the first thing. And if they can come into my office once or twice a week to talk about it, um, that's where I would definitely lead a student. And just talking about Jesus' death and resurrection and what that looked like, yeah. and being to have that gospel conversation. And then we can talk about creation and all those things later. 
but Gospel John first, first thing. Like I said, I because I learned that from Trent. So yeah. wanted it's something that I was like, this is how I did it. I'm sure there's different ways, oh, but you know, yeah. why not just do it the same way I was taught? So yeah, yeah. Gonna kind of go deep in the weeds again because I haven't really had the opportunity to ask too many people this question. Sure. But as somebody who spent a fair amount of time smoking weed, sure. And we're in a culture where that is becoming way more acceptable, right. and with vaping and all of that stuff. Sure. Where, how do you have that conversation with, yeah. like, this isn't something you should be doing? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Weird. I don't smoke weed um, currently. No, yeah. I, no, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, in terms of that conversation, because there are some believers and stuff who like don't think that it's something that sure doesn't need to be stopped sure um, so where where is your mindset on that how do you, how would you have that conversation with a student hmm. who feels like it's not i mean at a certain age it's illegal but you know you get to a point where it's not illegal it's it's okay to do mm-hmm. it's not causing any physical harm or whatever like why sure why should i not do this so i think it would be um similar to drinking alcohol um, drinking a beer or whatever, I think I would go straight into drunkenness and what scripture says about that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's a, a mind altering effect that when you smoke weed, I think changes the way we think and perceive things. And so we use those things to cope with things that are going on in our life. Mm-hmm. And so God doesn't want us to deal with those things through smoking weed, through getting drunk. He wants us to deal with, he wants us to deal with them through him. Mm. And that's how he wants us to have those conversations, not numbing them, not hiding them from smoking weed or drinking alcohol. And I think there's a lot to uncover and unpack with a certain student, depending on their situation and where their backgrounds are coming from. And if there's hurt in their life. Um, So that's kind of my conversation and in smoking weed, it's one of those things where, that I have found, I'll just speak from personal experience mm-hmm. that when I, you know, when I drink a beer or two, I don't, my mind's not altered. I'm not drunk. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm here. I'm coherent. I can have a conversation. I, everything is great. Yeah. But when I smoke weed, when I take the first hit, uh, pretty immediately, my mind starts to be altered into a different reality and a different, and it has a different effect on me. And so for that, that is that moment where I'm like, I shouldn't be feeling that way. Like, because God wants me to, if I have issues or problems to come to him and not through smoking weed. Mm. And so I think that's where that discussion kind of happens. Um, you know, if someone were to compare alcohol or whatever to that, I would say I can have a beer or two or three within three hours and be totally coherent, yeah. not yeah. feel a thing, you know. But if I hit, if I smoke a joint and if I the first hit, I'm going to feel immediately high. Yeah. And so I think that's what God is speaking to mm-hmm. because Jesus obviously drank wine. You yeah. know what I mean? He hung out with his friends and did those sort of things. Do I think Jesus was getting drunk? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know. So I think that's where I, I would first start that conversation with a student or even with an adult yeah. that wanted to talk about that. You know, you can get into like it helps me eat food and cure, can- you know, or helps with cancer and those sort of discussions. At that point, I don't I don't think, you know, that's up to that person. I yeah. think at that point they're an adult. They're grown, you know, human. They could do whatever it is that they want to do. Do I think it's beneficial? No. You know, everything. What is it? What's that verse is everything 
is permissible, but it's not beneficial or something along those lines. So there's things that we can do, but it doesn't yeah. mean it's beneficial for our life. So hmm. I don't know. I think kids are just so I – mean, I keep saying kids because sure. that's the realm that we're in. But right. It's so easy to just, yeah, to excuse that and say this isn't having a negative effect. Right. It's only with me, and I do it just because it's fun and right. it's a social thing. And mm-hmm. And in my experience, I've just been around people who are high. I've been around people who are drunk. Right. And it's not productive. Right. It's destructive more often than not. It doesn't mean they're hurting themselves or hurting other people. It's just like totally. I, I don't want to be in conversation with you. I yeah. And like this just becomes a task for me to like keep up with where your mind is at. Right. And yeah. Right. And so I've had students that have said, oh, it helps me sleep. Or I've even had students say that they have felt more spiritually connected to God by smoking weed. And so I tell them, I'm like, God wants us to be 100% committed to him, 100% in relationship with him, that we shouldn't be relying on substances to be able to have that same connection or to be able to sleep. We need to be able to rely on him, whether that is is something as simple as sleep or something as simple or, or as complicated as having a real relationship with him. He doesn't want us to rely on other things. He wants us to rely solely on him, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, not on these other things that, you know are not necessarily good, these other things that are supposed to, you know, or supposedly help certain students in certain different ways. So I think that's a big thing, too. Agreed. Yep. Well, the last question in this line, and then I think we can probably wrap up. Sure. We've been going for a while. Um, What is something (laughs) that, um, that either... God is teaching you or that you have recently been learning about God? Like what's something going on in your life? What's something about God that is either has been made new for you, has been like a new realization or just a cool remembrance? Like what's, what's something recently for you? Oh my goodness. So being in my role and as a high school pastor, I just, and we all are just always students. We're always learning. We're always absorbing, or at least we should be. And we were having a Bible study. I think this was two weeks ago um, at my house on a Tuesday. All all the guys from different small groups come over to my house and we go through a Bible study together. And one of the questions in the Bible study was, why did Jesus or how did Jesus have the right to say that we need to love people the same way that he loved us? And so how does Jesus have that authority to say that? And why is he able to say that? And a student so simply said, because Jesus knows that we're capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, that is so true that he knows that we are capable of loving people just as he has loved people. And like, it's, it's on our fault. Or it's our fault if we don't do that. It's not because we can't. It's because we don't want to or we don't do it. And we're God knows that we're fully capable of doing those things. We're fully capable of forgiving somebody. We're fully capable of loving somebody. We're fully capable of doing those things, and we have the ability. It's just us doing those things or not doing those things. So something so simple that a ninth-grade student can tell me rocked my freaking world the other <laughs> week. I was like, dude, this is it. Like This is what community is supposed to be. That sure we teach and we're in these positions of leadership, but like we still need to be learning from students and the simplicity of knowing that God thinks that God knows that we're capable of loving people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like 
That's it's crazy. Amazing. Kids are smart, man. They really are. That's nuts. They really are. Yeah. Ugh. Good. Good. <laughs> well, we have had quite a day. It was a wonderful time. I oh really my. enjoyed yeah, that was all of our incredible. random oh. conversations we had, though. But it, <laughs> I, I came in knowing that it was going to be kind of like that today because how how outgoing and how willing you are to have conversations. Yeah. So I was like, we're going to have any sort of conversation. So that's why I kind of didn't totally. really prepare too much. I'm like, I'm just going to ask what I feel like is what needs to come up. And you did <laughs> yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Love that's it. Incredible. Love it. So, yeah, I hope you had a good time. Um, we're wrapping up now, right? <laughs> yes. So, again, we're end of every episode. We're always down for sponsors. So, if any of you got money or if you know a company that has some money that wants to, you know, hit us up and we'll say what they want us to say, we're for it. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at from Bob's Office, or individually, I'm at jbomber42. I'm at Jake underscore Mathis. I don't know. Jacob Allen underscore double zero, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't follow me. Subway, <laughs> get on this. Sponsor us. Or sponsor this <laughs> podcast, Subway. Um, yeah, we'll be back in here on Thursday with my friend Ryan, and that will be a really interesting conversation again in a completely different way, and I will just leave it at that. Um, yeah, until then. I'm Jacob Bomber. I'm Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Allen Nielsen. And we will see you next time.